My mom always said if there's dust, then make the most of it. And online at WBVI.com. High School Football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Roto-Rooter, Big B Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. At WBVI.com. Welcome on out here to Liberty Benton High School, your site for today's action of BVC football. Today we have a de facto BVC title matchup between the Macomb Panthers and the Liberty Benson Eagles. Macomb 8-1 on the season. They've been rolling the last few weeks. Wins over Riverdale, Arlington, and Richmond Heights. Their lone loss of the season came back to Pandora Gibbon in week number five. Liberty Benson also 8-1 on the year. They've also been rolling in their own right through the second half of the season. Last time they lost way back in week two when they lost to Columbus Grove 24-14. The last three weeks they've beaten Van Buren, Pandora Gibboa, and Arcadia. If Liberty Benson wins, they would outright win the BBC title. If Macomb wins, it would force a likely three-away split because then Macomb, Liberty Benson, and Pandora Gaboa would all have one loss in the BBC. Lance Morris here alongside Jimmy Nicholson for today's action to close out the regular season. And Jimmy, two teams always seem to be battling at the end of the year with implications for the BBC and the postseason on the line. What are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing here tonight? Looking forking to see two high-powered offenses. Um, like I said, you look and look at some of these stats. I mean, 50 points a game for Macomb is impressive, especially as and they've been playing a lot of quality teams as well. And Liberty Benton, the, the, the few times we've seen them, I mean, they've just been almost unstoppable offensively. So, I mean, really just looking at the two offense battles, seeing a high-scoring game and get to see the BBC Championship on the line tonight. So it's exciting. I mean, it's nice that we're in a nice, warm press box, not out in the elements here, and uh, get to get to see who, who wins the BBC Championship. You know, it could be a three-way tie, like I said, with Pandora. I mean, I know they're cheering – from Macomb here, but uh, maybe Liberty takes it outright. You just never know. It's exciting times. After two weeks ago, I will cherish every single time <laughs> I am in a booth for football, especially. Just to fill everyone, we might have got rained on over at Pandora and uh, Liberty Benton two weeks ago, and uh, Lance was not happy about it. I was not told there was going to be rain. <laughs> We're ready to go for the Harold Floriana funeral and kick, and it will look to be a touchback this time as Macomb will start with the ball as they will have the ball to start this one off. Liberty Benton, of course, will now have it to start the second half. So we'll see what the Macomb Panthers look to do on the offensive side, especially with the different ways they can rotate players in and out at various spots. You will likely see Blake Wittenmeyer start the game at quarterback, but depending on how things progress, might see him shift over to tight end. We've seen Brad Meals take wildcat formation snaps. So a lot of different options on this uh, Macomb offense. Yeah, let's look for a heavy dose of Allheiser probably tonight with the, with everything on the line. As it will be Woodruff handing it off to start this one off for Macomb as they do hand it to Oldhauser. It'll be first down and a little more getting out to the 31 enough for Macomb first down to start this one off. Yeah, just a nice little, little sweep to the outside. I think Macomb does a good job of they'll run it inside that tackle, uh, that tight end or outside. They just let the running back decide. I think the tight end takes him either way he goes and he just bounces out. I mean, there's no one faster in the league than Oldhauser right now. Um, in the BBC as well. 
Not that I'm up on my track knowledge, but on the football field with pads on, I, mean, I haven't seen anyone faster than him. He's a track athlete, too, he, so I, I would, uh, I would not, uh, not dispute that. Be a handoff this time for McComb, far side of the field to Meals. Going to be not quite as effective, only looks like he actually lost a yard. Yeah, great job that time by Liberty Bank. It was like a very similar play the last time, but they strung it out, didn't, didn't allow him to cut it up, and good job by Liberty Bank defense. So the second down and 11 for McComb back at their own 31-yard line, about a minute into this one between Liberty Benton and McComb. It'll be a shotgun snap for Woodruff as he'll end up keeping it this time, but Liberty Benton defense not fooled at all. We'll see a flag come in near the end of that stop. They did lose another yard or two, but might end up uh, being a face mask. Yeah, they fake, they fake that same play the third time, they, and they counter. They pull both linemen back around to the left side. Um, but really, super late flag there had to be a face mask, and I think you're right, Lance. But great job by Liberty Benton defense for swallowing that up. They really shrunk the hole down, took on the blockers, and made a great job. That's that's McComb's staple play. I've seen him run that. It's really one of the hardest plays for to stop on a defense. You get because you get all your pursuit going towards Orhauser that way, and then they they run it back to the other way. And great job by Liberty Benton defense. They just got to make sure they can't have those silly mistakes. It was always only a five yard face mask too, so that's good for. Liberty Benton fans. This will be second down and six following the penalty. They'll move up to the 36-yard line for McComb. As we'll see, all, or we'll see uh, Woodruff rather go under center. We'll see a timeout taken. Yeah, we in fact will see an early timeout taken on the McComb side. 10:46 left to go here. First quarter still scoreless between Liberty Benton and McComb. Lance Moore's Jimmy Nicholson here with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI. Com. And, of course, since we have so many area games to keep an eye on here tonight, we will take a look at our scoreboard. You can, of course, find it on both WFOB and WBVI.com. We did see that uh, Jacob Romback took the opening kick back to the house for Calvert. So Calvert does jump ahead of Hopewell Loudon in that matchup over in Bascom. handful of other games that we are keeping our eye on, of course, on the SBC side of things. Columbian taking on Perkins over at Frost County now in Tiffin. Winner of that one would win the SBC Lake. Still no scoring updates in that one. And Finley looking to secure either a outright win of the title or a split share of the title as we're ready to go following the timeout. And McComb will hand it to Braxton Althauser far side of the field. He's going to be limited to just one or two yards. Bring up a third down. Yeah, a little sweep to the right there. I mean, something you don't see very often, something I've, I've complimented Algy and the McComb you know, team so much. They can get in and out of formations. They can switch up the quarterback. They can move people wherever they – so it was really uncharacteristic to see them you know, have to burn a time out there you know, with not, not getting in the right formation. Third down and five for McComb. They'll hand it to Oddhauser, same right side type handoff, but they'll get some yardage but will not have enough for a first down as he's brought down – Looks like right between the 38 and the 39. Yeah, it sure seems like Coach Algie thinks he's got something on that right side, but Liberty Benton defense has not given up much. They're getting a yard or two, and now McCombs forced to punt here. Big stand by Liberty Benton to, to open this game. One thing he does have on that right side is Nick Bormuth. Okay. I, I would run behind him too. Yeah, I, I would be interested. I mean, I bet next time McComb will come out a little bit more spread. That was more straight, a, straight ahead running with, you know, under, under center with more of their backs, but. A little field position game here. Like I said, it's going to be a defensive uh, game tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of your 
things to do is say the exact opposite of what you said initially. Well, you know, people are tuning in and out, Lance. You never know. I, I could be right. They're like, man, Jimmy is really smart on the radio. You just, you don't know. They, they might not know. They didn't tune in right away. Coming in now. Oh, man. So we'll see. First and 10 now coming up for Liberty Benton. They'll also start from their own 31-yard line. Same place McComb started their first drive with 9.36 left to go here in the first quarter of action. It'll be shotgun set, two receivers to the right, one to the left for Liberty Benton. Mod will drop back. He's looking for the deep ball to start this one off. It'll be incomplete as he will overthrow Seth Elkert just by a few yards. Yeah, the way Mason Mod played two weeks ago, I mean, he looked like the best quarterback in the BBC two weeks ago. So it's interesting to see if they, he can carry them to an outright BBC championship tonight. I mean, I, I like where they're going. I like them pushing the ball down the field here to start to start it off. But really, it's been the running attack that's really opened up everything for Liberty Benton. So I'll be interested to see, you know, what they continue to do on this drive. Yeah, it was definitely one of the bigger factors in that win a couple weeks ago against Pandora Gilboa is just the fact that we're able to be so balanced throughout the game. And this time they will hand it off to Zach Elkert and. The other Elkert will get a nice chunk of yards. He'll get a first down and a little more. And, you know, just one play later, but that's almost exactly how McComb started their uh, their last drive. Yeah, just a little sweep to the outside. Just just too much speed. Um, great blocking up front by Liberty Benton to seal the edge and just get around to the outside. Nice little 12-yard pickup there. Maybe even 13. Not exactly sure, but to the 45. So, nonetheless, great field position here for Liberty Benton moving forward. First and 10 for Liberty Benton from their own 45-yard line. A little bit of a pistol set this time as they'll send a couple guys in motion over to the left side. Mod in the gun running back behind him. He'll fake the give. He'll look to throw far side of the field. It's going to be hauled in by Elkert once again. Seth Elkert on the ground getting a little bit into McComb territory up to the 49. Yeah, you also could think about the way McComb was beaten this year by Pandora was throwing the ball down the field. That's all that I heard about that. You know, that's how they won. I know me recalling that game that night. We kept looking at the score. No way. How's Pandora to really, um, you know, jumping all over McComb? So, I mean, that might be something Liberty's taken into account as well. Them and their coaches have maybe pushed the ball down the field as well. But that's the same thing we've seen out of Liberty. They'll take that 5- to 10-yard hitch, you know, all night just to – those corners are off. They'll, they, got the, they got the athletes to throw it underneath. Second out and four for Liberty Benton from the McComb 49. Mod will hand this one off to Zach Elkert. Not too much doing, only picking up a yard or so that time. Brings up third down. Yeah, just a little off tackle there. They have, they're in the shotgun, but it's almost like they're they're under center with a fullback there, just leading the way. But credit to McComb up front there to closing that that gap down. So third and third and four here. They really McComb needs to get a stop here and battle this field position game. So zero to zero here between Liberty Benson and McComb. 7.45 left to go here. First quarter of action. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI. It'll be third down and three for Liberty Benton. Option play. They'll pitch it near side for Zach Elker. Getting away from a defender and then briefly having some open field to work with before he's brought down at the 44. Good enough for Liberty Benton. First down. Yeah, it's, it's the old uh, triple option out of the shotgun here. Looks very similar to what you'd see on an Air, Air Force Navy game, but they're doing it out of the shotgun. Did a good job, good read. McComb, DB had a chance, I think it was 21, had a chance to get him in the backfield, but just took nice cut by Liberty Benton running back to get upfield and get, get five or six yards for a first down. First and 10 for Liberty Benton from the McComb. 44 with 7-10 left to go in the first quarter. Mod going to drop back, he'll pump fake, look to throw. He's going to be hit as he throws that one. 
And it is going to be complete on the far side of the field. Seth Elker coming up with a big grab to get into the red zone. Yeah, unbelievable catch. I know, I don't, I mean, the Liberty can hear. I cracked a little window to get a little bit of environment going here. They faked that hitch and catch. He caught it on the other side of the guy's helmet. I know I've seen it in college football once or twice this year. He reached right over him, and he had possession on the other side of his helmet. He came down with it. I don't know if he ever brought it to his body, but the refs determined it was a catch, and it doesn't seem like there's any question about it. Just an unbelievable catch out there by a Liberty Benton receiver. That was Elker, I would assume. It Their was. numbers are hard to read with these black jerseys. They, they, are, they <laughs> very much are. For all everyone listening. First and 10 from the 12 for Liberty Benton. It'll be a keeper for Mason Mod. He'll pick up about two or three that time, get inside the 10. I mean, when in doubt, just guess Elker, I would assume. If you're running it or passing it, be a good guess that someone for Liberty Benton is the Elker. That would be, be my guess. But uh, huge play, nonetheless, inside the down to the 10-yard line. So doesn't hurt that between both sides of the ball only can have as many as three Elkerts on the field at any given time. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Because you have Seth and Zach. Seth, the receiver. Zach, the runner. Jake Elkert also can come in at running back, but is more, more known for his abilities on the defensive side as a defensive end. He's second down at about eight now for Liberty Benton. They'll send him in motion now to the left side. Another keeper for Mod left side. Gets almost into the end zone. He'll be stopped just short at about the one. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing you kind of forget about. I mean, Mod's thrown the ball so well. Like when we saw, we did the Arlington Liberty game earlier, I didn't seem like he was throwing it as well. Now he's really settled in, throwing the ball. You forget how deadly he is as a running back. I mean, because he looks like a running back running that thing. He's got wow. his shoulders down. He stays low. I know he was running back last I was year. Say, so it's being, like, being running back yeah, a season ago is a big reason for that. It's, it's just such an advantage offensively when you have an extra blocker in there. He's unaccounted for. So, I mean, you really got to get off your blocks up front if you're McComb on defense here. Now they're down to the one-yard line. Mod in the gun. He'll end up uh, handing that one off to Zach Elkert, and he'll stumble into the end zone on the right side for the Liberty Benton touchdown with 524 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, I thought they might do the QB ISO again, but when you got Elkert, that's 200-pound running back, you just give it to him. He gets the outside and just was going to burrow over the DB for McComb, but just got his legs taken out, dive over for a touchdown. Great drive, great opening drive for Liberty Benton to set the tone here to, to have a chance to get an outright BBC championship on the line. Neilis will go back for the PAT for the Eagles. Bit of a shorter kick and will be no good, actually. That will be just off to the right, so it will stay 6 to nothing. Liberty Benton with the advantage here. Early goings, first quarter. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And, Jimmy, I mean, we've, we've mentioned it, you know, a handful of times. Obviously, Barton Trayvon talked a lot about it during the Psych Up show before that, but just... So many interesting area games that you have to look at tonight. Obviously, we have LB McComber in front of us. Just down the road a little bit east, you have over in Baskin, you have Hopewell and Calvert. Columbian and Perkins are playing for an SBC title. Finley is trying to get themselves a share of the title not too far down at Donnell Stadium. So just so much fun here in Week 10. I say this is like, like Christmas morning for you guys. You guys have all been talking about this Week 10, Week 10, Week 10, Week 10. This is my first experience at SBC, and I don't – I mean, I wish I could say I paid a lot of attention to Finley Public, but I know they have a nice team this year. But, yeah, exciting all around. So, I mean, hopefully we get to a chance to enjoy it. Um, it's, the weather's kind of held off for everybody, for the fans and for the players. So really exciting times. And it's not too cold, just cold enough to, to be glad we're inside. But still, uh, it's not raining. It's been raining both two days. So it's, it's really is exciting. 
I don't know if, um, this, I don't know if the table is exactly wood, but <laughs> I'll go yeah. ahead and knock just in case. And fortunate. You know, the, these BBC schedules are made ahead of time. You don't know that the two best teams are going to play week 10, so it's kind of um, a fortunate situation. It, it could be oddball matchups like it is in the BBC a lot of times, you know, overwhelming. And it's, it's just great that we have two teams that are battling out for the BBC championship here week 10. Harold, if you know him, kick will go through the back of the end zone for another touchback, and we'll get the Macomb offense back on to the field. Liberty Benson, the 6-0 lead over Macomb, 5-24 left to go here in the first quarter. Macomb had the ball to start off this one, ended up having to punt it away. Liberty Benton able to march down the field and score as they had their first opportunity with the ball. Yeah, Coach Alger, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with some, some spread here, see if they can you know open it up, get some people out of the box here. Um, because LB's in a 5-3, five, five, it looks like, at five guys down. So really make it hard to run up, side, up front. They hard can't speak. Hand it off on the <laughs> left side to Aldhauser. Still Woodruff in there at quarterback. And Aldhauser able to pick up a nice chunk of yards that time. Looks to be about four. Yeah, Liberty's really held up up front. I mean, I'm impressed with the physicality of their defensive line and offensive line on that first series. They really are matching McCombs' physicality. It's something that... McComb's been able to do all year is overwhelm people up front with their power and size. The second down and seven for McComb. Woodruff will fake the give. He'll roll to his right. He'll look to throw. That one's going to be hauled in right around the first down marker that time for the grab on the far side of the field and almost picking up the first down, getting out to the 29. Yeah, the little play action, a little boot out to the outside in the flats and just great open field tackle by Liberty Benton linebacker there. When they're in that 5-3, the, the flats are really susceptible because the DBs are all in cover three. So you can throw it underneath, and that's just what you're kind of you're kind of giving the other team that. You know, four or five yards, you're just hoping to come up and make a tackle if you're in the Liberty Benton defense, and that's what they did. That's McComb, uh, another sort of looks like miscommunication as they had a handful of guys that needed to get back on the field as they go under center for the team formation. End up handing it off on third down, and one looks like they got... The yard they need that time do the Panthers for the Macomb first down. And, yes, they, in fact, do with 4.02 to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, they just had to touch that 30-yard line. He gave him a nice mark. I thought, you know, if when you watch an NFL or college game, they're calling him a touch short on that. They call everything a touch short. But just gave him the first down, get the change. It was full wishbone, just a little iso off tackle away from the tight end. But not much not much going there for McComb. They, got a, they needed a yard, and that's all they got was a yard. First and 10 for McComb from their own 29. So actually just barely behind the 30. They'll hand it off left side this time. Not much doing is a big uh, gang of Eagles that time bringing him down. Looks like they'll get a yard or two just with some forward progress. Yeah, I'm surprised that Algie just keeps trying to bang it in there. I know he's one of the better offensive lines in the in the BBC and in, you know, in the state in my opinion, but I'm surprised he's not trying to spread it out here, or at least throw him a little bit more on play action. I mean, I think Liberty Benton's established themselves as being physical enough to, to handle them up front. You know, they got to, you know, make a different move here. Looks like this time we will see Wittenmeyer in the gun at quarterback, and Wittenmeyer will drop back, look to throw across the middle. That one's going to be hauled in right around the 45-yard line as he hits the guy who was at quarterback in Chase Woodruff for the completion. Yeah, nice touch by the quarterback there, just right over the linebackers to feather it in there. Uh, nice touch for a nice completion about, you know, what was that, 10 to 15, Lance? That was a nice nice play. A little bunch formation out of the trips down here on the short side last time, so it makes it harder to, to play man-to-man -man against that, that formation. 
First and 10 from the 45 for McComb. Trailing Liberty Benton six to nothing under three minutes to go first quarter. They'll hand it off far side. Not much doing for Braden Shoop that time. He'll end up losing a handful of yards. Great open field tackle. You just, I, I haven't seen McComb running backs go down in the open field like the Liberty Benton defense has done tonight. They, they, they find him in the open field, secure them and throw them down. And just, I really have not seen any team tackle as well in the open field as Liberty Benton has tonight. Second down and 11 for McComb. They'll go a little bunch formation again. This time you'll see Wittenmeyer drop back, look to throw, has to escape the pocket, and he's going to be brought down for a big loss all the way back at about the 37-yard line. That's going to bring up a third and a very long now for McComb. I think that might have been supposed to be a screenplay just because Aldhauser was lined up on the left side as the receiver, and he just stopped there. I think he was just expecting a possible quick hitter to him, and just nothing doing for McComb on that play. Yeah, well, that's a good, a good view by you, Lance. I missed that. I just saw him rolling out. I didn't see anyone open downfield, and he just kept kept drifting, drifting to the right side, and he ran out of real estate. Then Liberty Benton just took him down. But I, I, I don't know what they were trying to do, but you might have been right. This may be a miscommunication. That's odd that you see McComb, but that's two or three plays. It seems like the communication has been an issue for McComb. Third down and 18 now for McComb, and we're going to see another timeout. Actually, no, we're going to see a delay a game even. And now... Dropping back another five yards. So things are certainly not uh, trending the right direction if you are a McComb fan and trending the exact direction you want them to go if you're a Liberty Benton fan because we've seen, you know, we saw the positive play to get them up to the 45, but negative play after negative play since then. Yeah, uncharacteristic of this McComb team. Wittenmeyer going to drop back, look to throw. He'll go crossbody for the screen pass on the far side. So that's going to be a nice uh, grab to get him back to about the original line of scrimmage. That still will bring up, though, a fourth down. There's that same screen you were, you were looking for the last play, Lance, and they came to it. But like I said, Allhauser in the open field is usually a problem for a lot of people, but that's just another open field tackle for Liberty Benton DB. Um, well, it, it wasn't Althauser that made that catch, if that helps you. It wasn't? No. Oh, okay. I only know that because if he's the closest receiver to me, I can see the number very clearly. If they are not, I cannot see the number as clearly. Gotcha. So now now Althauser will uh, will go back to punt, and will be returnable for Liberty Benson. Back about the 25, and that's going to be a nice little run back for Zach Elkert. And he's going to get into the, the other side of the field, finally brought down at about the 10-yard line, right around there. That's quite the run back, and things even more so continuing to trend upward for Liberty Benton. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, it's something you don't see that often in high school at this level in D5, D6, D7, is someone just punt it normal. You know, you really want to angle it. You want to kick it. You want to muddy it up. You don't want to have a nice, pretty punt because that's what happens. You put the ball in another team's best player's hands with Elker, and he's one of those players deceivingly fast. No one's catching him. He's just got those long strides, and he's such a big, strong athlete that, I mean, even the, the, guy, the smaller guys don't want to get in his way even. He played three sports as a freshman <laughs> on varsity for a reason. Let's just put it that way. First and 10 for Liberty Benton. They go quarterback dive with Mason Maud. He will get a couple yards, get out to about the seven. Yeah, quarterback ISO there. They're trying to try to get something up, but McComb defensive line did not let anything open up that time. Great job up front by McComb. They, like I said, momentum is big time on Liberty Benton side here. If McComb could, could come up even hold to a field goal, the way they kicked an extra point earlier, if they could just stiffen up a little bit here, try to get some momentum back, this would be huge for McComb. But Liberty's really come out played tonight. They're, they're playing great. 
120 left to go here first quarter. Liberty Benton trying to add on to their 6-0 lead already in the goal-to-go situation. Second and goal from the 7 for the Eagles. Model will send a man in motion now to the left side. They'll end up keeping it this time, but no hole will develop. He tries to spin himself back to the other side and will be brought down for a loss of a few yards. See third and goal coming up from the nine here with 45 seconds left to go here in this first quarter after one positive play and then one negative play for Liberty Benton. Yeah, they tried that counter there that last time. They, they faked that off tackle and tried to keep it with Mod and McComb had nothing doing. They're great job up front by them. Third and goal from the eight-yard line. It'll be a fake. They fake the run and pitch it right over the top. A little pop pass and will be... Hauled in for a Liberty Benton touchdown with 24.7 to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, I'd expect Liberty Benton to probably go for two here, too. That's the old Tebow pass there. They fake that quarterback, ISO quarterback. They've run the quarterback ISO two or three more times. They motion. They try to get everybody looking out that way. Tried to fake that quarterback ISO. He just jumps right up, throws it right to the guy right down the middle, and he is wide open. Great call by Garlock and the coaching staff for Liberty Benton. So we will, in fact, see Liberty Benton go for two. See, they'll spread things out. Two receivers out to each side. Going back to the left of Mason Mod in the shotgun. He'll drop. He'll look to throw. He's looking near side, and that'll be in for the two-point conversion on the near side of the field. Zach Elker, or Seth Elker, rather, on the grab that time for Liberty Benton, making it 14 to nothing and 24.7 left to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, unusual um, goal line defense from McComb there. Usually you see man-to-man -man down there on the two or three-yard line, and they just ran the outside receiver in like a little skinny slant, and no one even picked him up. It was just too easy pitch and catch there for Liberty Benton. McComb's going to need to wake up here and, and respond to this Liberty Benton team that's fired up to, to win a BBC championship. I mean, credit to their coaching staff and their players. They are ready to go. they got a great game plan, and the kids are executing it tonight. I mean, like I said, I could compliment Algie, compliment Algie, and then, man, his team – doesn't seem as prepared as Liberty Benton's, and just credit to them. Let's see if McComb can respond here and uh, get something going offensively. Like I said, the team is averaging 50 points a game. You know, what, what is it, 500 yards a game or something? Like, I don't remember what you said it was before, but that usually about <laughs> equals that when you're scoring 50 points a game. I assume you've got to have some, somewhere close on that in yards per game. Well, and not only that, I mean, obviously it doesn't seem that it's been exactly the same script, but kind of similar feeling at least based on how all accounts uh, sounded to what happened when PG played Macomb you know a few weeks ago that PG you know was able to kind of jump ahead a little early in that one able to kind of ride the momentum from there yeah and then, and then Macomb has to pass and that and that's fine but I mean Macomb's tried to run the ball so far and that hasn't worked either so I almost want to see Macomb try to pass the ball to loosen him up to maybe run the ball but credit to Liberty Benton defense there's there's not much open out there they're doing a great job of, um, you know, tackling and, and handling the pressure up front with those front those front four or five guys that are down on the defensive line. See another Harold Freyne funeral kick that goes through the back of the end zone. We'll get the McComb offense back onto the field. They'll start at their own 20-yard line, just 20 point, 24 point seven left to go here in this first quarter. And I mean, on that last drive, Jimmy, we did see them, you know, complete that 15-yard pass, and then, you know, just a handful of negative plays after that was what uh, ended up forcing them to punt. A handoff this time near side for Aldhauser. Gets a little bit of a crease. Gets out to about the 25, picking up about five. 
I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, I'm, I'm crediting Alger. I know he's a smart offensive mind. It's the way to beat this. I mean, you got to try to attack. Everyone knows Liberty Benton runs a cover two. Their corners push everybody in. If you don't know, if you got a wide receiver, they push them in and they stay out in the flats. They're waiting for someone else to come and the safeties are beat. So deep. So, I mean, they really just keep everything in front of them and it, it, they make it hard. When you tackle as well as they do defensively, it does make it hard. You got to have different combinations. You got to have time to, to get your receivers down the field to really crack a cover two defense. They play it so well, and that's all they play. So I mean, there's no secret, but you gotta you gotta have time to, to get it out there and and create some confusion when they're playing those zone the zone defense as they do. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout through one quarter. Liberty Benson, the 14 nothing lead on Macomb. We'll be back to start the second quarter in just a moment here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. Back we are about to start the second quarter of action from Liberty Benson. A 14-0 lead for the Liberty Benton Eagles over the Macomb Panthers. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon here with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Second down and five for Macomb. They'll try and hand it off once again. Oldhauser far side, but not much doing. Ends up losing a handful of yardage. Yeah, that same sweep that worked successfully for him earlier, they try this time, and Liberty Benton's all over. they got two or three guys out there to, to wrap up Allhauser. The run to the short side of the field, I'd like to see him go to the, the far side to let Allhauser use his speed. But I thought Matt was over in Hopewell tonight. <laughs> it wasn't the option to the short side. So. It'll be third down and seven for McComb as they'll bring out that uh, gun bunch set once again. Three receivers left side, one receiver right side. When Meyer will drop back, he'll look to throw, has to escape the pocket. Still has some time, now he'll throw, and they'll end up kind of just throwing it away as the rush was closing in on him. I believe Jake Elkert was first on the scene that time for Liberty Benton. This that'll force another McComb punt. Yeah, great pressure up front by Liberty Benton. He did a good job of getting um, getting outside the pocket, feeling the pressure. He just didn't make a decision quick enough there to, to get rid of it. I thought he had the inside guy, that bunch, dragging over there. I know it would have been maybe underneath, but... Maybe he could have got a little bit of yards after catch to get a first down, but nonetheless, great great stop by Liberty Benton. And um, here comes the Macomb punt team. Will be fourth and seven, and Macomb will once again punt. So that'll bounce out of bounds right around the Macomb sideline, right at around about the 48-yard line or so. So some good field position once again for Liberty Benton as they get their offense back onto the field. They have the 14-0 lead over Macomb just starting quarter number two. Yeah, they weren't they weren't putting that one to Elker that time. They, they angled that right out of bounds. It landed out of bounds a few yards. They were not doing that. I know Coach Algie's going to make sure they get someone in there who'll punt it out of bounds. So really it looks like, you know, Liberty Benton's able to, they can go down and put another score in. They really can take control of this game. Who gets the ball at halftime? Liberty Benton gets the ball in the start of the second half. Who? Liberty Benton does. Well, okay. That's not going to be good from Macomb. But we still got tons of time in the second quarter, though. 
Mod in the shotgun as it'll be a quarterback draw. So much open field ahead of him. First down and a lot more. Cutting it back to the near side, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Mason Mod and Liberty Benson will, in fact, add on to their lead. Early goings of the second quarter. Wow, great call by Liberty Benton and great blocking up front. It's the same play we saw two weeks ago with Pandora that was successful. They get four or five wide, and then they run the quarterback trap right up the middle. They pull that inside guard because everyone's spread out. I didn't see anyone up the middle for the McComb defense. I didn't see a middle linebacker or a deep safety. He was just nothing but green grass or green turf uh, here at Liberty Benton for, for Mod from there on out. He knows what to do with it when he gets to open field. Nealis back for another PAT, this time up and good, 21 to nothing. Liberty Benson with the lead over McComb. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you. And Jimmy, I'll be honest, I'm a little stunned at just how seemingly easy it has been so far for LB. You're stunned, McComb's stunned, I'm stunned. I think everybody maybe listening stunned, but um, yeah, it, it's really remarkable. I mean. I am stunned. Speechless would be the best way to put it. I, I didn't see this coming. Um, but, hey, there's a lot of football to be left. There we, is. We've seen some other games that we thought we were in a running clock situation. But two teams of this caliber, I really think McComb, if they could really put something together here on this drive, try to get some momentum, maybe make a play somewhere on special teams or across the turnover. You never know what could happen in these high school games. But it looks like Liberty looks unstoppable tonight. It looks like a determined team that's – not going to be denied. Well, here's an instance where I'll, again, ask you to put on your coaching hat. How often can you make a major game plan adjustment, you know, in the first half, like, say, McComb goes to more of a pass-heavy look because you're already down 21 nothing. You can't, you don't have to completely abandon the run, but you probably have to go a little more pass-heavy. How much of that can you implement, you know, in the first half, and how much of that do you kind of have to save for, you know, after halftime? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you save for after halftime so the other teams can't adjust as well. But I think anyone suited to, to change right in midtime is McComb. They're the, one of the most versatile teams in the BBC in the area. The way it can go from, from double tights, full wishbone to a spread in an instant. So, I mean, if anyone could adapt on the fly, it's McComb. I, I haven't seen much bunch formation out of them this year. I know we've done a couple of their games, and I've watched them outside the radio once. So they're, they're, they obviously like something. They see something out of that formation they like. I just... Maybe they just need to go back. Sometimes as a coach, you overanalyze. You try to do something you don't need to do. Just do what you do. You know, maybe that's what Coach Algie's doing. He's ripping up what he wanted to do here, and we're going to go back to what we're doing, I mean, and see if they can do it. But, um, I mean, really credit to Liberty Benton, their coaching staff and their players. I mean, they're, they're really everywhere tonight, and they're, they're getting the job done. Be first and 10 from the 15 to start this drive off for McComb from 10.51 left to go here in the first half of action as they run. A little run play on the left side. Not much doing once again. They'll be held to no gain. That's what I said. I mean, just the Liberty's controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, it's really hard as an offensive play caller if you try to run something and you can't get even get a yard. It really makes it really hard to try, try to get in a rhythm as a play caller when you're, when you're moving backwards or nowhere. It really makes it seem like you got to force a, a pass, you know, or a screen. Or push the ball down the floor, uh, down the floor, down the field as well. So I mean, are you that ready for basketball? Yeah, I am. Already? I guess I was thinking about basketball next week. Yes. So, uh, oh, it's a little trickery. Yeah, even trickery would be something. You know, maybe a flea flicker, maybe a double pass, or something. But Liberty is just all over it. So we did see McComb pass the ball that time, but it was completed, but ended up still losing yardage on the far side of the field that time. So it'll bring him now a third and long. 
Yeah, they tried to fake that up the middle, a little play action, throw it off to the flash. But like I said, that corner sitting out there on that cover too. He presses and he looks back into the backfield. So you, you, you can't really throw it right out to the flash because their corner's sitting out there waiting on it. Third down and 11 for McComb as they'll go two receivers out to each side. Wittenmeyer will drop back, look to throw, has some time going across the middle. And that is going to be hauled in by Chase Woodruff, almost intercepted, but just barely out of the reach of one of the Liberty Benson DBs, just like that McComb nearing midfield as they get out to about the 43-yard line. Yeah, great throw and catch. It looked like for a second Liberty Benton, um, you know, maybe it was a linebacker dropping that deep, but he just dropped it right over and great, good catch when he broke that tackle. I thought he had a chance to take it to the house, but Liberty Benton was all over it. Their, their DBs are too fast and too athletic, ran it down. Good play by McComb, just what they needed. First and 10 for McComb from their own 43. They hand it off this time to Aldhauser. He's able to get a nice head of steam right around the first down marker. Do see a flag come in near the end of that run as we'll see what the penalty will be. It's 21-0. Liberty Benson leading McComb with 9-0-1 to go in the first half. Yeah, that, that's a more traditional uh, setup seen from McComb there with the 2-2. Two um, and just running it up the middle. Try to get try to get more people out of that box. Got to try to get you know maybe Liberty Benton will take four or five out of there. You know get them out of there. The way it looks early is Liberty when they got you know seven or eight in the box, it hasn't worked out well for McComb. So they got to do a better job of spreading it out. But was it face mask? Is that what it was? Well, it was another face mask. Yep. All right, so McCombs moving down to the thirty-two um, with a chance here. So it'll be first and ten from the Liberty Benton thirty-two for McComb. They. Hand it to Braxton Aldhauser. He'll get in the open field as it's a foot race now. And Aldhauser into the end zone for the McComb touchdown to get on the board. Yeah, great job. Aldhauser just has another gear. He has a turbo button, it feels like, when you're when you're playing a video game. He could just hit it once he gets there in that second level. There's really no one that can catch him in the BBC. Great job by him to, to get out to Scamford. Right up the middle, just a little off tackle. Credit to McComb up front getting some blocks, giving him a little bit of space to get to that second level to really finish that run for a you know, 20 plus yard touchdown run. We will see now Woodruff go back for the PAT for McComb. And the kick is up and the kick is good. That'll make it 21 to seven. Liberty Benson with the lead, but McComb getting on the board courtesy of a Braxton Oldhauser touchdown run with 849 left to go here in the first half of action. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon here with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Let's go ahead and take a look at some scores from around the area. In the BVC, Riverdale leading Arcadia. They're up 14 to nothing. Pandora Gaboa up 20 to nothing on Elmwood. Arlington trailing Lucas by a score of 14 to nothing. No updates yet between Van Buren and Cardinal Stritch. In the NBC, Rossford a 9-6 advantage over Faustoria. Finley up and running already a 27-0 lead on Northview. In the Northern 10, Mohawk a 20-0 lead on Bucyrus. See if there's an update yet on the carry game. Yeah, they lead 21-0 over Seneca East. Perkins a 14-7 lead over Columbian over in Tiffin. And Calvert and Hopewell Loudon. Currently tied 7-7. Seven to seven. Well, Lance, all kinds of time here. You know, 8.49 till half. So McComb still has a chance here to maybe get a stop and maybe get another score and get some momentum. That's what they got. They really got to feed off this momentum here, and they cannot let Liberty Benton continue to dominate when they get the ball offensively. They really got to come up with a stop here. Maybe a trickery onside. We've seen those from McComb before. So, I mean, anything they could do, maybe just someone on defense needs to make a play. 
create some kind of turnover. The Harold Florian funeral kick will be returnable for Liberty Benson back at about their own five-yard line. They'll get a brief opening and brought down at about the 25. That's where we'll see the Liberty Benson offense get back onto the field. 8.43 left to go here. First half of action, 21-7. Your score, Liberty Benson leading McComb. And McComb was able to get some points on the board on their last drive. And we'll see how Liberty Benton can come out and respond. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Liberty, but more of the same. I mean, the last series was just one play. Mod just took it to the house from 60 out or last time. So it's interesting to see if Liberty Benton really, what they would like to do is maybe churn up the rest of this, this half and, you know, have a nice drive and go into halftime 28 to 7. First and sent from the 25 for Liberty Benton. Mod will roll to his right. He'll look down the field, has to then try and escape some pressure. He won't be able to do so. Is able to maybe pick up a yard or so as he was looking to scramble, but the McComb defensive front able to keep him from escaping. Yeah, just a little sprint right. I think he was looking for a little five and out there and just nothing there. Did a good job of not forcing it, not, not you know, trying to fit into a tight window here to give McComb any, any momentum as well. But great coverage downfield by McComb defense. Second down and nine coming up for Liberty Benton from their own 26-yard line. So we'll see uh, two receivers out to the right side. One receiver was supposed to be on the left side as he zooms over. And we'll have this one be blown dead as Liberty Benton ends up burning a timeout to ensure that they don't get an illegal procedure penalty. Yeah, Garlic didn't like what he saw there. He... The receivers are running around frantically, so he just called a timeout here before the receiver figured out he was on the wrong side. So, you know, credit to him. They don't want to lose any momentum. They don't need to back up at all. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to use all three of their timeouts in this half. They're going to need them, so you might as well take them, get everybody organized here. This is a big drive for Liberty Benton as well to maintain this momentum that they have going in this first half. 7.57 left to go here in the first half, 21-7. Your score, Liberty Benton leading Macomb. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. It'll be second down and nine coming up for Liberty Benton as we resume action here momentarily following the timeout. Yeah, I would expect Liberty Benton to come out here and still run the ball with Mata. I'm excited to throw it out though, one of those little hitches to Elker here on the short side. They like to throw it to the short side, but I would expect to run to keep this clock moving. Second and nine for Liberty Benton as they'll send him in motion to the right side. Model look to across the middle, wide open on the reception, getting into McComb territory just shy of the 45-yard line. Nice pickup that time for the Eagles as looking into McComb territory for the first down. Yeah, it was hard to tell was that <laughs> who, who caught that was that was that Bailey. By trying to see their numbers, they really are the same color as the jerseys. Makes it hard, but great throw and catch. I mean, he hit them right in stride. It was really a, a phenomenal throw and catch as well, right down the seam of the field. First and ten once again for Liberty Benson. They hand it to Zach Elkert as he goes over the top of a defender that was on the turf and is able to get a nice chunk of yards all the way out to about the 38. Should be enough for a first down if they get the right spot. Either going to be a first down or a nine-yard carry. Looks like it will, in fact, be a nine-yard carry. I think you're right, Lance, about nine and a half yards. But, yeah, nice little tough run off, off tackle. You almost forget the Elkers are back there in that backfield. They can hand it to him because Mod's su such a weapon. But really just a nice um, option to have for Liberty Benton with Elkers out at receiver and running back. First and ten for, or no, second down rather, for 
Liberty Benton Ma looking to throw across the middle. That's going to be hauled in, walking into the end zone. Zach El or Seth Elkert for the touchdown as Elkert's continuing to be all across the field for Liberty Benton, adding on to their lead. Yeah, usually you see Seth Elkert on the way outside of the X receiver, which is the widest receiver on the line, but this time they put him in the slot. They must like their matchup there on a deep post. Just a beautiful throw and catch. It looked like McComb had a chance to intercept it, but just a bad play on the ball and just you give him a chance and, you know, Elker will take it to the house with just one little step, as we saw last week, to, to beat Pandora, you know, with under three minutes to go. Another PAT that will be no good, so score will remain 27-7. Liberty Benton with the lead over McComb, 649. Left to go here, first half of action. We'll go ahead, step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WEVI. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tippin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Fostoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. 6.49 left to go here in the first half of action. A little onside type kick, and though McComb will just hop on top of that at about the 35 as the freshman Carter Freighter first onto that one for McComb. 6.47 left to go here in the first half. Liberty Benton jumping out to a now 27-7 advantage here over McComb, but McComb will take over with some fairly good field position to start this drive. Yeah, I mean, Liberty looks like the high-powered offense that can't be stopped. That's averaging 50 points a game tonight. I mean, it's, it's boom or bust for them. I, I was thinking it would be nice if they could put together a long drive, but, but heck, they score in two or three plays every time they get the ball. So they can't really run any clock when they're, they're busting off big plays like that. First and 10 for McComb from their own 35. Two receivers out to each side. Wittenmeyer will look to throw as that's going to be incomplete as he was looking for Chase Woodruff on the far side of the field. Yeah, just a little slant there. It looked like Woodruff had maybe some alligator arms. He didn't really want to reach his arms out and take that hit from Liberty Benton DB, but maybe it was just a little bit more out in front of him than I could see. But um, I like the idea of, of McComb trying to push the ball down the field here a little bit and spread this Liberty Benton defense out. So get out and 10 for McComb. They'll again go two receivers to each side. Blake Wittenmeyer in the gun. He'll end up handing this one off to Aldhauser. He'll get away from one line of defense. Still on his feet. Finally, Going to be brought down at about the 44, so picks up about nine, brings up a third and one. Yeah, I think McCombs found something that they like here. The two-by-two two set with the shotgun with Allhauser in the backfield has been successful here. It was last series, and it is this one. Um, just gets them spread out a little bit and putting the ball in their best player's hands as well. Um, see if they can continue to, to keep it going here. Third down and one for McComb from their own 44-yard line as now they go... Back to the T form this time. They'll go under center, hand it, left side. They get the yardage they needed on the handoff and will in fact be another McComb first down. 
like I said, <laughs> no one jumps in and out of uh, formations as well as McCollum. They, they're very unique in the way they can go from spread to, to power football and, uh, and just the snap, just in a 25-second play clock. But uh, credit to them. He, they knew what they needed. They needed to get a yard, and they got it. First and 10 from the 47 for McComb. They hand it to Aldhauser once again. He's able to get some yards before Convocation of Eagles is able to bring him down as he was able to get into the Liberty Benton side of the field out to the 49. Yeah, nice hard running by Aldhauser, just dragging guys up there, but then pays the price there for fat, fighting for extra yards and really gets clobbered there at the end. But uh, nice little first down pickup there, four or five yards. I thought we'll take that every time. Second down and six from the 49 for McComb. 10-15 to go first half. McComb trailing Liberty Benton 27-7. Wittenmeyer going to fake the throw, look to throw, and ends up throwing that one incomplete on the far side of the field as he was looking for Woodruff that time. It'll bring up a third down. It was the same exact play we saw three plays ago, and just this time he got his hands on it, just could not haul it in. Um, Credit to the Liberty Bend defense, got his hands in there and knocked that thing out. But just a little little skinny post there. Um, good defense by Liberty Benton. Third down and six for McComb from the Liberty Benton 49. 5-10 left to go here, first half of action. Wittenmeyer going to hand it off Aldhauser. He'll get a first down and a little more. Ball did come out at the end of the run. Liberty Benton says they have it. Yes, they do. So a rare mistake from the McComb Running back who department for Oldhauser is now Liberty Benton will take over with 5.02 to go in the half. Yeah, that really popped out late, but I do think it was a fumble, Lance. I mean, it come, I was just about ready to compliment Oldhauser for taking one little cut and getting upfield, but he came around from the outside, punched it out from around the back. There's a lot of times you see you see some of the NFL or college players do. They, they instead of wrap it up, they punch the ball, and that's what he did from the from behind and made a great play for Liberty Benton defense, and now they're taking over here with... Like I said, what'd you say? 502 left in the half. Matt loves to call that the Peanut Tillman punch. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, I was gonna bring up Peanut Tillman. I didn't know if you'd know who he was. It'll be another big run for Mason Mod and Liberty Benton as he will be caught from behind from the 30-yard line, and basically the same play they ran to start the drive a few drives ago that Mod was able to take the distance. Was that my? I thought he handed that to the fullback. But either way, right up the middle for Liberty Benton, they don't even know how to run the clock, Lance. They're going to score within two minutes no matter what. I mean, because like I said, they'd love to run a little bit of clock here, but um, they're, they're just busting off chunks. This McComb defense has, has no answer for this Liberty Benton offense. First and 10 for Liberty Benton from the McComb 30. Receivers out to each side. Mod in the gun. He'll end up handing this one off to Zach Elkert as he was... Barely able to get away from one defender, but not from the next four as McComb will drop him back for a loss of a yard or two. Yeah, good job of McComb stringing that out and gang tackling. Elker's hard to bring down one-on-one, -on -one, you know, at, you know, whatever he's 6'2", 6'3", at 200 pounds. Though. So if you get, get to the second level with him, you really got to bring a, bring a gang tackle, bring three or four guys, and that's what McComb did there to, to slow down that Liberty Benton offense. Second down and 10 for Liberty Benton. Ball on the Macomb 30-yard line. Liberty Benton, the 27-7 lead. 3.55 left to go here in the first half of action. See one receiver out to each side. Not in the gun, running back to his left. He'll now send a man in motion, but we'll have another Liberty Benton timeout taken with 3.45 left to go in the half. 
just when, that too. Just, that just when you said uh, Liberty Benton did, just when you said Liberty Benton might not use uh, all their timeouts, they, they now only have one left. Yeah, well, that, that's why you got them. That's why you got them. 345, they got plenty of time. So they, like you said, I mean, they need to use a little bit of time here just to make sure you know, if, they can, if they can get another six here, that would be huge for them going in and really break the backs of McComb. You said they get the ball after halftime as well. So, I mean, really put this game out of hand almost. Um, so, I mean, McComb is, is desperate for a stop here. But, I mean, anything they want to do, it seems like Liberty Benton can run the ball and they can pass the ball. They can do whatever whatever they decide to do. It seems to be working for them. Really um, nice balance attack is what we've seen all year, and that they're doing it again tonight. Second down and 10 coming up for Liberty Benton from the McComb 30-yard line. Two receivers out to each side. Mod in the gun. He'll drop back. It'll be a quarterback draw. He'll get into the open field once again as he ends up actually running into a McComb defender who was you know, guarding one of the receivers, and that was kind of what helped uh, McComb chase him down and drop him as he'll get out to, it looks like, about the 15 or the 11-yard line or so. Yeah, great play called by Liberty Benton as well. They went two by two, spread everybody out, and just the weapon that is as a runner, um, really he is just deadly because he's throwing the ball so well. You have to recite the pass game and just ran a little quarterback draw, almost turned into an iso there with a lead back. Um, great play call, great run by Maude, great job up front by Liberty Benton offense. First and 10 from the 11 for Liberty Benton. So they almost ran out of time on the play clock. They hand it to Zach Elkert. He's able to plunge himself forward, pick up about five. I'll say that that's the thing. Even the Liberty Benton plays that don't look that great, they're still getting five yards. That's what it feels like tonight. It's like, you know, like a good McComb get, play is getting four or five yards. So, I mean, that's the difference tonight. They're just really dominating this game in, in all facets. 2.45 left to go. First half of action. Liberty Benton, the 27-7 lead on McComb, knocking on the door of a touchdown once again are the Eagles. It'll be second and five from the six now for Liberty Benson. We'll see two receivers right, one out to the left. Mod in the gun running back to his right. They'll send me in motion briefly to the right and we'll have now a false start called against Liberty Benson. Yeah, the left guard of tackle jumped. They tried to do a little hop motion there from the H-back. They're probably going to run a power game to the right side, but somebody jumped there for Liberty Benson and back him back up. So it'll drop back Liberty Benson about five yards back to where they started this drive. Well, not this drive, but this play back to the 11-yard line. It does look like they can get a first down, too, Lance, if we get down to the one. I don't think that's going to be an issue here. I assume they'll probably score or get a first down at some point, but there is a possibility of a first down. Second and 10 from the 11 for Liberty Benton. Mod will look to throw, looking for the far side of the field as that's going to fall incomplete. So he was looking at the far side receiver over there. I believe that was uh, Seth Elker at that time. That was a great throw. It was right up and threw it nice and high to the, you know, like the back part of the end zone. He got his hands up. It was right through his hands. Just credit to the McComb DB and it kind of knocked it away. It made it hard for him to come down with it. Got on his arms, but uh, it was a really good throw. Had to put it where only the receiver could get it. He just didn't come down with it. Third down and 10 for Liberty Benson, 157. A left to go here first half. One of the rare times that the clock actually stopped because we had an incomplete pass. So we'll see two receivers out to each side. And we're going to have another timeout taken, it appears. Looks like just an official's timeout this time. So they come together right near the line of scrimmage. 
Is it play clock issues? I think maybe. I don't know. Must have been. They restarted the play clock there. We're going fresh 25 here for Liberty Benton. So that'll be third down and 10 for Liberty Benton from the Macomb 11. Two receivers out each side. Mon going to look to throw. He has to roll to his right, try and avoid some pressure. Won't avoid the pressures because he's going to be brought down right at about the 10-yard line. Brings up fourth down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they bring out the field goal unit because they, they haven't kicked extra points very well tonight. I know they have a capable kicker. They've been kicking out of the end zone. Be interesting to see, but it seems like they're leaving the offense on the field, it, especially if they knew they weren't going to kick a field goal. I'm surprised they didn't try to do something with a run or something, try to chunk it off and get three or four yards, but tried to throw it in the end zone and, and nothing was open. And good job by the comb defense. Will be fourth down and nine for Liberty Benton. Looks like they're going to elect to uh, take a timeout, so they will take their final timeout. I'm surprised McComb didn't do it to try to conserve some time. You know, to get it back with a little bit more than a minute. But, I mean, I guess <laughs> they're licking their wounds right now. They're not trying to make it any worse than what it already is, I guess. But to me, I was Coach Alger, you got a, a minute and a half, get a timeout, maybe try to get the ball back, try to work it down the field, regardless of the outcome of this fourth down play. Remember way back like eight minutes of game time ago when you said they weren't going to use all their timeouts? I said they had plenty to spare, Lance. I didn't say they weren't going to use them. They're not going to be. You certainly any, implied they weren't. They're going not going to need any more. See, they don't need four. They only needed three. Really? <laughs> oh, see, they're kicking a field goal, Lance. See what you made them do? You made them kick a field goal. Yes, I specifically <laughs> went down on the field and made them. I went to Coach Garlock and said, "You have to kick a field goal." The kick is up, and it is good. So. I guess Garrett Nealis just needed a little more distance. Yep. I think that's probably the best way to put it, as that'll add on to the Liberty Benton lead with 105 to go in the half. Yeah, I think he likes it from the right hash as well, so that, that really made it nice and easy for him to, to scoot that in. That was, that was kind of big for them. They, they really needed that after missing that extra point just to really get them up to 30. So it was 30 to 7, so, I mean, you don't have to worry about the extra point anymore. Well, not only that, if you're down, if you're now up 23, you, uh -oh. get, you get the ball to start in the second half. It would be the first time in a couple years that this game could turn into a running clock. <sighs> Wait, you're supposed to pick the good games. You're supposed to do the really good Jimmy, games. Jimmy. This is on Jimmy. you. It's always on you. Jimmy. <laughs> We've been looking forward to this game <laughs> since, like, week three. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? I don't... Well, since I went out and I made Liberty Benton kick a field goal, maybe you <laughs> could go to Coach Algy and have McComb get some more offense going. Well, I don't know. I mean, you don't require much of me at halftime. I guess I could sneak in there and, you know, give some rah-rah speeches. I don't think, think Coach Algy is going to want to hear from anybody, No, I let, let alone somebody who's not a coach. <laughs> That's true. I don't think Coach Algy is going to want to hear from anybody at this point. Um, Harold Foyan, a funeral kick will be returnable for McComb. They'll get out to about the 20. They have 59.7 left to work with. Do still have two timeouts if they do try and get something going down the field. That's what I was saying. I'd be interested to see if they try to do anything here, get risky with it, or just try to go in there, lick their wounds, try to make some adjustments at halftime and see what they can do. But it sure feels like they got to try to do something with a minute left. So be first and 10 for McComb from their own 20-yard line. They'll spread things out to receivers to each side. They hand it up the middle for Althauser. Is not much doing. Is able to get to the 25-yard line briefly before being brought down. 
Yes, it's just one of those situations as a coach, you almost want to show your team you're still fighting as well. That's all. That's what I was thinking. Like they need to try to throw the ball to prove to their team that they're still doing it. But it is running up the middle with Allhauser. But as, as well as he runs the ball, I mean, he can break one off as well. So you never know. And on in five, they again hand it to Allhauser. He'll get into the open field as he tries and avoids some defenders. Now he'll run into the secondary. He'll be brought down at the 46-yard line, 47-yard line. That'll be enough for a Bacomb first down. Now down, though, to 20 seconds left to go in the half. Yeah, it's a nice 27-yard pickup by Allhauser just quietly. Then Al Coach Algie calls the timeout here. He's like, hey, we're almost at midfield here. Um, maybe we can try something here, but there's, there's, only, there's only 20 seconds left in the half. So, But they do have another timeout, so they got the whole field they can use here. Um, I don't think they got a field goal kicker that can kick it that deep, do they, Lance? Um, Chase Woodruff has attempted two field goals. Neither have been good. Okay. I, I just was saying, maybe you could think about a, a field goal at this point. Any kind of momentum going into halftime would be beneficial for McComb at this point. I mean, maybe just a couple positive runs can give him some momentum. That was a nice run by Allhauser there. But um, he's, he's a nice runner in the open field. So, I mean, just I just keep giving him the ball in some way. Maybe a screen or a swing or just keep running up the middle here with him as well because you know you know the Liberty Benton's going to have the DBs back you don't want to um, have to force anything and you know, get a turnover here so first and 10 for Macomb from their own 48 yard line 20 seconds left to go in the first half they trail Liberty Benton 30 to 7 we'll see Wittenmeyer drop back look to throw he was looking for Althauser on the far side of the field it does fall incomplete as it'll bring up second down and 10 now 14.4 left to go in the half yeah, it's a little out to it's three or four yards. It's not really going to hurt him regardless if he catches it or doesn't catch it. I think he's going to be able to get out of bounds, but I don't think it's going to be the end-all, be-all. Maybe Coleman's going to try something trickier. It's weird to think they do a three-yard out there in that situation. but uh, I don't hate the three-yard out. I would have maybe Althauser not be the guy that runs <laughs> that route. Now it'll be second down and 10. Trying to escape the pocket, and Wittenmeyer unable to do so as he just kind of throws it away, and that falls incomplete as well. I'm surprised. That. I mean, I guess maybe if you're getting brought down, that wasn't intentional grounding, but he kind of just got rid of that because he was wrapped up, just threw it in the dirt. I guess, I don't know the high school rules. I think there is an intentional grounding. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I 100% know high school Didn't we have, a, didn't we have intentional grounding in the Arlington game? Yeah, I, I think I've, yeah. you got to have somebody close. I think you're not allowed to throw it away like you see in college and pros. But we're all kind of hypnotized by watching it every Saturday and Sunday. Third and 10 for McComb from their own 45. Wittenmeyer looking to throw far side of the field. That's going to be hauled in right around the first down marker. Just 2.7 left to go here in the half now, though. Mm. So they threw a flag in there. I, I keep waiting for them to do like a, a, a hook and ladder there. Like they're throwing that little hitch. They're just trying to get five to ten yards and waiting for him to have someone to pitch it to and maybe run downfield, but they're really just working the, the, the ball down the field even though there's eight seconds left in half. They did call a holding penalty against McCombs. So that does drop them back a little bit from where they were. Actually going to say right where they were originally is where they will continue to have the ball. Do have just time for one more play as we're down to just 2.7 left to go here in this first half of action. I was just going to say, I was like, that is weird. How can that happen? I, I didn't understand that, but that was weird. The guy from the sideline threw that, so he must have saw a hole. Yeah, no, that's weird. He threw that, must have threw that on the lineman because it was the, yeah. 
<laughs> it was the line judge out here. Yeah. They backed him up another 10. They went back to the line of scrimmage, then marked him off 10 more from there. So it's. And then the time just resumed because McComb did not use their final timeout with uh, with everything that had happened. 30-7, to 7, your score. Liberty Benton, the commanding lead thus far over McComb. This is usually where you say things, Jimmy. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you we went to break. I was like, I didn't know if you said anything. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Usually you throw it to me, Lance. Usually you throw me a softball here. Okay, you know? let's, Let let's, me know. let's 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 go back in time about 10 seconds. <laughs> Commanding first half from Liberty Benson, Jimmy. Anything you want to add? Oh, see, now that's a setup, Lance. Okay, I'm say, I'm still I'm still new with this, okay? I need you to set me up. you gotta, you got to do the softballs for me. You know, I'm not really really ready i took one week off i'm a little rusty tonight no anyway but yeah i mean just impressive liberty benton and like i said the coaching staff really put together a great game plan you know coach garlock and the, and the boys they really come out they got the momentum they got the home field they got all the fan support i mean they probably have four times as many fans as McComb here they got everything rolling tonight and, and the kids are responding and they're, they're doing a great job I and mean, what else can you say i mean it feels like I, if i had the total of yards out there i bet it would be they had a, Liberty Benton had to have at least double or triple what McComb has, and they're scoring quickly. There's not like these aren't these long drives. Liberty Benton gets the ball, they score three or four plays into every drive. They look unstoppable tonight, and um, look like they're deserving of an outright BBC championship for sure. With that, we'll go ahead and set a sign now for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our own and halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start the second half here. From Liberty Benson again, 30-7, to 7, your score. Liberty Benson, the lead over McComb here at the half. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic at 96.7 WBBI. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go. NWO. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime report. Week 10 always features some terrific and long-standing rivalry games. None bigger, though, than Saturday's matchup between Canton McKinley and Massillon. We'll 
We'll chat about the rivalry with former McKinley Bulldog and longtime Ohio State basketball analyst Ron Stokes next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Beck's, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million 419-435-1430. To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids at Bex. They are and will remain farmers at hearts. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game. Saturday, it's one of the great high school rivalries in the state with Canton McKinley and Maslin. We're joined for a few minutes by former McKinley Bulldog, former Ohio State basketball captain Ron Stokes, and Ronnie McKinley coach Antonio Hall told us in our pregame that this is the best high school rivalry in the nation. You grew up in it. What's this week and game day like? And I guess what makes it so special? Yeah, it, it is special. And, you know, I had the privilege of uh, being part of it as a, a bulldog. And then naturally, when I went to Ohio State, 
uh, was able to experience something similar to that, but at another level with Ohio State and Michigan. So it's an incredible week. You know, Skip, we all know what makes a great rival is that there's great competition and every other year the other team's winning. But unfortunately for, for the Bulldogs, Maslin has been dominating this rivalry yeah. here in the last uh, last decade or so. Ron, like other local rivalries, do the kids all know one another, or are they friends outside of the competition? Yeah, they are. I mean, obviously the, the world of sports has changed so much in terms of kids transferring and so forth. That really didn't happen back in the 80s when I played. And you knew the guys. Uh, you knew that they were, they were from Maslin. They went to Maslin. Uh, you got to know them a little bit over the summer. And, and it became a big-time um, big deal to beat them because you talked about it in the summer. You were looking for it, and you knew that date on the calendar. Uh, it's a lot of excitement in the hallways. Well, we know you obviously played basketball. Did the rivalry transcend to other sports? No, you know, it didn't in basketball because, you know, we kind of dominated that. And we were fortunate enough where Maxton really wasn't <laughs> much of a matchup for us. No disrespect, but it wasn't like the football yeah, we looked at the, 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 the school. We saw it on the schedule. But from, from a basketball standpoint, Skip, it's not the same. You know, in football, you have the luxury. You play the same day pretty much every weekend, and you can gear it for the game. In basketball, the games and times all change. So it's kind of hard to kind of market on your schedule every year that you're going to play that opponent. You know, Ron, I always love to hear this story. While you never played football, there was no doubt what kind of an athlete you were. Tell us about the phone call you received when you finished playing hoops at Ohio State from a certain NFL team and a pretty famous coach. Yeah, I'm here. I uh, had a tryout with the New York Knicks, and I was preparing for that. I was excited about the opportunity to go. And then out of nowhere, I get this phone call talking about the NFL, and I'm, I'm, I got this guy on the other line talking about that he, he saw me as an athlete at Ohio State. He wanted me to travel over to Pittsburgh for a, a workout, and I thought it was a practical joke, Skip, at, <laughs> at when I first got the call. But then he said, hey, I said, what's your name anyway? He said, this is Tony Dungy. <laughs> and so at the time, he was a defensive back coach, and obviously, we, as to your point, we know what kind of career he had as a head coach. So uh, – uh, I, did, I told him that I, I wasn't going to go. I had no desire to play football. And I, I wish I would have gone because I would have had a great opportunity to meet him because he's an incredible human being. Longtime radio analyst for Ohio State basketball. Believe it or not, we have an exhibition game Sunday and a pretty big deal as Ohio State will be at Dayton. You know, the season ended on such an upswing for Ohio State after a really rough January and February, Ron. What can fans realistically expect from Ohio State this season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Skip, is consistency. Clearly, when you're relying on young people to be – your go-to guys, coaches are always concerned about that. And every every now and then you'll get that special freshman like a Greg Oden, a D'Angelo Russell that plays consistently throughout the entire year. But more times than not, when you have freshmen, you, you're going to have those ebbs and flows. And I thought a good portion of the freshmen hit a really, really tough spot during the time frame in January and February, and that led to a lot of disappointing losses, a lot of close games. But I think this year – those freshmen turn into sophomores, sophomores turn into juniors. So I think we'll have more consistency from the team this year. And this first game, I know it's an exhibition game, but you're going against Dayton, uh, definitely a, a credible program. Uh, the, it's on the road. We're going to learn a lot about this Ohio State team, even though it's an exhibition game. Former Buckeye captain, former McKinley Bulldog, Ron Stokes, thanks for hopping on, talking a little Maslin-McKinley rivalry tonight, okay? Anytime, Skip. Thank you. And 
Go Bucks, go Bulldogs. And we'll be back on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Gabriel Blissenbach from Southern Local High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. Everything any high school boy could ask for being on a football team, that's for sure. The thrills, you know, the crowd at night. Um, there's nothing like playing with all your, your great high school buddies every Friday night. Uh, and the bond you build with them. Gabriel's love for football is matched by his commitment to his community, like his Eagle Scout project, where he built a 2,400-square-foot park and picnic area. Definitely a lot of hours to get that done, for sure, but it turned out amazing. Um, It's attraction, and it definitely cleaned up the area. That dedication shows through in his work at the farm. Agriculture has always been something really special to me. It's always been huge, just in every aspect of my life. You know, I get to do all kinds of things. I get to mow the hay, I get to rake the hay, I get to bale the hay. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The annual turtle race has been canceled. Oh, you're kidding. Sadly, the beloved mime convention will not be held this year. (laughs) Oh, come on! (laughs) Is your favorite event canceled? I'm just getting word that ballerina bunnies on ice is a no-go. No! We're not. Radio. It's on. For more information about what radio can do for you, call 419-435-1430. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. O-N-N. Our thanks again to Ron Stokes for joining us tonight. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids and by Ohio for Responsible Gambling from the Ohio News Network. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. 
Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. Taking a quick look at sports, baseball is rocked by scandal as three All-Stars have tested positive for a new designer steroid that was previously undetectable. Rather than face suspension, all three plan to announce their retirements. No names have been officially released, but sources say they are outfielder Jeff. Please deposit 25 cents for the next three minutes. Radio, you shouldn't have to pay for it. This message brought to you by America's 13,000 local radio stations who believe some things were just meant to be free. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria, Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. 
getting the kids to practice on time, remembering if it's your day to bring snacks, making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new-to-you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Bigby Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Bigby Coffee locations in Findlay. 
one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. Back we are here from Liberty Benson, your site for today's BBC action here on Classic Hits 96.7, WBVI online through WBVI.com. Just about ready to start the second half of action here. Liberty Benson up 30-7 to over Macomb here as we are about ready to start the second half. Liberty Benson also gets the ball to start this second half. So, Jimmy, we are right in that range of a possible running clock. And if you had told me for today that this game might get to a run, even might get to, it still has the obvious he has to get there. But just the fact that it might get to a running clock is is very outlandish to me. I'll put, I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's crazy. I would have been like, who's who's winning this game? As If you would have told me that, I would have been shocked either way. But, yeah, Liberty Benton's got a chance to go down here you know, getting the ball to start the second half to, to put it up to a 30-point game and a running clock. Um, hey, I get paid per game, so if, if, that's the, if that's the case, I guess we'll get out of here early tonight, Lance. You were giving me so much crap one of the weeks for looking, at a, looking towards a running clock, and now here you are. Hey, well, you, you've broken my will. Now I'm just in for running clocks all the time. <laughs> I've broken your will. That's, you've, you've that beaten, is. You've beaten me down so much, Lance. I don't know what else to do. That is so rich. Is that Herod Foyan, if you don't kick, will be <laughs> return goal for Liberty Benson. They'll get out to about the 24-yard line. That's where we see the Eagles get back onto the field again. They lead 30-7 to as we start off the second half of action. Good coverage there for McComb. If they could just... Get something going defensively and make a play, you know, punch it out, kind of like the Liberty Benton did um, to Allhauser in that first half. If they can get something going, someone can make a play for them defensively. That's really what they need. This is a huge series to start the second half. The first and 10 for Liberty Benson from their own 23-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Mod in the gun. They'll end up keeping it this time on the option play. He'll get out to, looks like, about the 28-yard line, pick up five. Yeah, great, great fake by Maude that time. He looked like he put it right in the in the halfback's stomach and just pulled it out last second and ran up for five or six yards. So great job they pick. Liberty picks up right where they left off. The second on in five for Liberty Benson from their own 28-yard line. See receivers out to each side. Pistol look this time for Maude in the gun. He'll end up faking the handoff, tucking it himself right side right around that first down markers where he's going to be brought down at about the 32. yeah they fake it right up to the middle to the halfback and they, they pull the guard and, and tackle around for a counter a little to the outside there from mod and he picks up three or four again to, to make it you know a third and short so great job up front for liberty benton really getting the job done and mod is such a patient patient runner you know really does a good job of finding that hole in that crease Third down and one for Liberty Benton from their own 32-yard line. One receiver out to each side. Model end up handing this one off right up in the middle for Zach Elkert. And the sophomore will get out to the 35-yard line. Plenty for a Liberty Benton first down. Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of the little bit of a the pace that I was expecting Liberty Benton to kind of move with in that second quarter when they got up by a couple touchdowns. They're really just running it, ground and pound getting that clock moving. Um, and that's really what they need of this opening series is to really churn, you know, five, six minutes off the clock, get down and, and score a touchdown to really put this game out of hand. First and 10 from the 35 for Liberty Benton. Two receivers right side, one to the left. Mod 
in the gun, running back to his left. He'll look to throw. He's looking for it all on the far side of the field, but that'll fall incomplete on right around the 25-yard uh, line or so. Yeah, I thought they got to McComb uh, defense sleeping there. So that Elkert down the seam again, just trying to hit him on a go route. Um, but great coverage by McComb. Really just a force modern to throw in a deep just where only his receiver can get it. And uh, just a little too far. Brings up a second and 10 for Liberty Benton. 10-13 to go in this third quarter of action. 30-7, to your score. Liberty Benton the lead on McComb. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Mott, quick throw near side, looking, and that'll be hauled in. Getting out to about the 40-yard line for Lemire that time for Liberty Benton. Yeah, that's, that's the play that Liberty Benton really likes to, to run there, that short side to make that hitch, little five-yard hitch, and just get that receiver, you know, get the DB moving backwards, and just they take the five yards every time. Good credit to Mada. He makes that look easy, just throwing a, a nice pitch and catch there with a lot of velocity on it as well. And, Puts right on target. Third and five for Liberty Benson. Ball in their own 40-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Mod in the gun running back to his right side. They'll end up handing this one off to Zach Elkert, but nothing doing that time. That's going to bring up a fourth down. Yeah, Liberty got a little bit greedy there on first down when they're running it so well. Um, and then, you know, second down you get five, and then you get stuffed on third down and really... Good stand by McComb defense here. Let's see if Liberty Benton's going to punt it. Sure looks like they're going for it. Fourth and five from their own 40. He might do the one where he steps back and just punts it from there, but I don't know. They're at least going for a hard count, if nothing else. <laughs> we're about to, they're about to sub mid-play. Yeah. Now, now they will have. <laughs> now they will call the timeout to uh, get the punting unit after McComb doesn't bite. Okay, so they just tried to get him off because if it would have jumped, they would have got an automatic first down. But good discipline by the McComb defense there not to move. He was, Mod was clapping up a, a storm there, and, and nothing was working. So the, I was thinking it was a little risky for Liberty Benton to go for it uh, at their own 40-yard line here to give some momentum to McComb. But, uh, you know, they, they had him right where they wanted. Tried to go a little freezer count. Well, Coach Garlock tried and just tried to sneak one. But well-coached team like McComb's probably not going to fall for that very often. When one of the... Uh giveaways for if when Liberty Benton is going to punt. This is the first time they're going to punt tonight. Trevin Lieb is their punter. Granted, he's the backup quarterback, but you don't see Trevin Lieb out there. Odds are they are not going to punt. It's a nice spiral punt by Lieb there. Goes out of bounds right around the 30-yard line. That's where we'll see the McComb offense get back onto the field for the first time here in the second half. 8.51 left to go third quarter. 30-7 to your score. Liberty Benton with the lead, but McComb getting back to football. Yeah, it's just it's just a t it's just all about time here for McComb. I mean, they, how many more times are going to get this football to get a chance to get back in? So they really got to they got to score and they got to score six points every time they touch it from here on out to have a chance. Um, but see, maybe even Coach Alty made some adjustments here, so maybe they saw something they liked here at halftime and maybe could hit some big plays here to start the second half. First and ten for McComb. They hand it to Aldhauser. Left side. He's going to break away from one line of defense. Still up and moving. Finally going to be caught from behind. And that's the playmaker Braxton Aldhauser can be when he gets into the open field as he gets all the way into Liberty Benton territory out to the 42-yard line. Yeah. I mean, every, every time he touches the ball, you got a chance of a big play. And him taking it to the house. Aldhauser is one of the best running backs in this league. And, man, they just... He had a chance to take that one all the way to the house, exactly what McComb needed, but credit to Liberty Benton for bringing him down. 
First and 10 once again for McComb as it will be another big play this time into the end zone. We'll take it all the way. I believe that's Wittenmeyer on the quarterback keeper for McComb to get some points on the board here in the second half. Yeah, just what McComb needed there to get him going. I mean, that is that is the McComb offense we saw all year. Those were those patent plays, you know, the run, the, the sweep off tackle, the the sweep, the counter back to the quarterback. They didn't run that counter back to the quarterback at all the first half, Lance. I think maybe you know, Coach Algie maybe outsmarted himself in that first half. Now they're just running their bread and butter, those those two or three plays, and just stick to them. And, and great opening possession for McComb. PAT up, and it is good. That'll make it 30-14 to 14 with 8-19 left to go here in this third quarter of action. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nixon here with you, Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, online through WBVI. Doc, I will take a look at some scores from around the area. Looking at the SBC, Hopewell Loudon, they lead Calvert currently 19-7. They're in the third quarter of action. Margareta leading Willard 24 to 14. Northern 10 carry leads Seneca East 28 to 6. In the NLL Finley up big 48 to nothing against Northview Northview just down the road over at Donnell Stadium. In the BVC Van Buren leading Cardinal Stritch 35 to 12. Riverdale is currently shutting out Arcadia 22 to nothing. Similar story for Pandora Giboa they lead Elmwood 48 to nothing. They're already in the fourth quarter over in Pandora. And Lucas currently a 24 to nothing lead over Arlington. Uh, I mean, just what McComb needed there. You know, they scored what was that about 13, 14 seconds? It felt like. I mean, um, now they just got to come up with another stop here. I mean, if you're Liberty Benton, you just want to see them just run, 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 and see if McComb can stop them on three plays. But I know. That I say that, but Liberty's been scoring so easily, so it's hard to criticize. And that's going to be an onside kick, and McComb is going to get that one, and the. Coaching staff for Liberty Benton above us is certainly not very happy based on the sounds we are hearing. Either that or it's the McComb coaches ahead of us are stomping with joy, but somebody is really stomping above us, that's for sure. But yeah, we've seen McComb with onside kicks before. Maybe we've seen him get two or three in the one game we called earlier this year, so not surprised. I'm sure Liberty Benton was probably uh, anticipating that was an option, but <laughs> here we go, Lance. He, just like last game you mentioned running clock, here comes the other team, says not so fast. Wittenmeyer will take this one. It'll be another keeper for Wittenmeyer on the far side. This time Liberty Benton very much ready for it. He'll end up losing a yard or two. Yeah, it's the same play they just scored on for, from 42 yards out, but this time Liberty Benton's all over that counter play to the quarterback. Say they lose a yard that time, bring up second and 11 with now under eight minutes to go in this third quarter. 30 to 14, your score. Liberty Benton with the lead, but McComb gets the ball back after getting the onside kick in their favor. Blake Wittenmeyer this time hands it to Aldhauser, left side. He gets a nice head of steam, spinning away, and that will be brought down. First down and a little more as he gets out to the 31 yard line. Plenty for the McComb first down. Yeah, all 25 uh, players from McComb are pretty excited over there. It seems that they're really jacked up. So, I mean, they got some momentum going. Um, Althauser's running the ball well. I mean, I really like what I see out of this McComb offense right now. I think, though, Althauser might have just cramped up. I could be wrong, but I think someone hopped off the field with cramps for McComb. I think, I think Meals, I think Meals, Meals is, is fresh. Meals is fresh. As they will, in fact, hand it to Meals, and 
He will get a yard or two. That'll get him out to the 30, bring up a second down. You didn't know I was going to bust out the Lee Corso not so fast tonight, did you? I feel like you have before, so that wasn't <laughs> too much of a surprise. Oh, okay. Dang. I thought you were, thought you were going to be excited for that, but uh, even though I couldn't remember who said that, you had to remind me. I just knew <laughs> you can't remember said. who you're quoting. <laughs> you can't be that surprised when I don't react to it the way you want me to react to it. It'll be a play action play that time for McComb, and I think they're going to say incomplete as they were looking across the middle of the field, but I think he caught that one on the trap using the turf for some assistance. This is a big third nine here for, for McComb, I mean, because they're at the 30-yard line, so you want to try to see if you can get four or five here because we're in four-down territory no matter what if you're McComb. So, I mean, if they need to really get Allhauser back in, is he limping back in there now? Because it seems like he's the only one that they feel comfortable giving them the football to. I do not see number 20 out there. So it will be third down and nine for McComb. Wittenmeyer in the gun. They hand it off. Not much doing that time as they handed that one to Wilson Grubb. They're going to be right around where they were. Maybe, if anything, lost a yard as that brings up fourth down. Yeah, it sure seems like McComb has to go for this at the 31-yard line. Right, Lance? I mean, they have no choice. They tried to just run a little sweep to the left side, and Liberty Benton linebacker just all over it and filling that hole. Just brings them straight down. It cannot break a tackle. Offense will, in fact, stay on the field for McComb. So they'll spread things out. Wittenmeyer by himself back there because he needed a running back to join him as they'll run someone in that time. So Wittenmeyer will drop back, but this is going to be blown dead right before the play started as McComb will end up calling a timeout with 5.59 left to go here in the third quarter as we'll see Chris Algie use the first timeout for McComb. I mean, it's never a good situation, Lance, when you're below five seconds on the play clock and you're still running the guy off the sidelines to be your halfback. Uh, so that's not great. Like I said, that's the third or fourth time we've seen that from Coach Algie. I mean, it really throws you off when Alhazard just goes out with that cramp. Then you don't have your, your playmaker and all those formations, they jump in and out, even though they've been staying in the, the four wide, two by two. So it really shouldn't be that much confusion, but that's, that's several times we've seen tonight from McComb. And um, I just haven't seen that. It's uncharacteristic of them. See what they... Look to do here, fourth and 10 from the Liberty Benton 31. I mean, they really have to. I mean, the game is so much different. If they can go down and score a touchdown here, you're looking at a 30-21 game. And, um, you know, but now they're behind the sticks here at fourth and 10. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that over the middle play, I'm thinking of something that maybe could run successfully. They've run that like a deep, like a dig or a, a drag across the middle is the only thing I could think of in the past 10 yards. Windmeyer in the gun. He's looking to heave that one as that's going to be incomplete as that went out of bounds. He was looking for Woodruff on the near side, but even if Woodruff had a chance at that one, the ball was let a little bit out of bounds. So we'll see Liberty Benton now take over with 5.52 left to go in the third quarter. Yeah, if you're a McComb coach or a player or receiver, you're really disappointed. He threw that out of bounds. I mean, he never had a chance. That landed five or six yards out of bounds. He's just almost like a Hail Mary at the end of a game threw it up to about the 10-yard line. It just interesting if that was the, the play call. They liked the matchup they liked out there. I just interesting on fourth and 10. The way he dropped back, I thought they were going to run a screen or something. But regardless, I mean, credit to Liberty Benton. They lost a little momentum there. They got the onside, and they came with a huge stop right there. First and 10 for Liberty Benton from their own 31. They hand it to Zach Elkert, and 
He is going to be stopped before he can get any sort of positive yardage. He'll end up, I think, losing a yard. Yeah, great job up front by McComb defense. They strung that out, didn't, didn't let him get it up upfield or, or get the corner there and just strung it out for a, for a loss. He's up second down and 11 for Liberty Benton. Five and a half minutes left to go third quarter. 30 to 14 is the score. Liberty Benton the lead on McComb. Eagles now back in possession after getting the turnover on downs back in their favor after McComb was able to get the onside kick in their favor. So it will again be second and 11. And now we're going to see Liberty Benton look like they're going to call a timeout as well as the play clock was about to hit zero. I mean, really, I'm going to get my, my junior high math skills on here, Lance. I mean, it's really a two-score game, right? I mean, it's 16 points, so you need two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. So you're really only down two scores if you're McComb. So you're not really in panic mode. I was thinking, like, they needed to score every time they touched it. They didn't get a chance to score that time. But really, if they could just get a stop here and then go from there, you know, then they're really taking it one play at a time, one possession at a time as well. But those all-important two-point conversions will would be super important at that moment in time. Well, and it wasn't that you were wrong when you said they needed to touch the ball, score every time they touch the ball. It was more they needed to get that first stop, then they score. That now kind of just makes it to where everything seems a lot more manageable. Yeah, settles in. It kind of it kind of makes Liberty Benton realize, oh, yeah, we got a game to play this second half. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's what the coaching staff for Liberty Benton is trying to tell them. Hey, you got to keep playing here. It's, it's, it's easy to say, but, you know, they're, it's natural. And the kids know they dominated that first half. Odd looking to throw and wide open across the middle of the field is Seth Elkert. It is a foot race now. Touchdown, Liberty Benson with 4.55 to go in the third quarter. They'll add on to the lead. Yeah, he just it just a sprint out to the right. Mod ran out. I, I thought it was going to be a run. He tucked it, then looked, and the wide receivers then somehow Elkert just slips away from blocking on the outside right down the middle of the seam, and there's no one from McComb around. And he knows what to do when he gets his hands on it, and there's no one catching him out there either. He's big, he's fast, he's strong, and he knows how to score. So great job, great play call by Liberty Ben. Credit to the coaches staff. They get a timeout, they get a look they want, they're able to execute a play to, to get six points. BAT up and good. That'll make it 37-14 to 14 now. Liberty Benson will add on to their lead with 4.55 left to go here in this Third quarter of action. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon with you. Classic hits 96.7. WBVI online through WBVI.com. And, you know, Jimmy, just as much as it was, you know, all Liberty Benson in this first half, been much more well-balanced here in this second half so far. But, you know, right when you said momentum kind of creeping over to McComb, Liberty Benton goes and takes it right back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Great, great job by Liberty Benton. Garlock and the, and, the, and the coaching staff have done a great job. When you call timeout, you get in there, you can say, hey, this is the play we've talked about. Remember how you do this. So when you they've, they've taken advantage of those timeouts. They've made sure they got the right personnel in. They make sure they can talk to each player individually. And those have been big plays tonight when they've had a timeout. So they've really executed well coming out of the timeouts, even if they're a little discombobulated before that. Um, Garlock has done a a great job of um, you know getting them in position. That was kind of a, I mean, it wasn't a trick play, but it's one of those you don't see very often where you block for a second, then you sneak out. So you know, credit to them and to get their in to get the ball to Elkert in the open space to boot is is really uh, exceptional offensive play for Liberty Benton. Well, and it's just the fact 
that he was that <laughs> wide open across the middle of the field. Yeah, try to make sure the fans understand there's no one around down the middle of the field that, and then he, he took it. I don't think anyone touched him. Bit of a shorter Harold Florian if you know kick will be returnable for McComb back at about the 10 yard line for Brad Meals. So cut it back towards the McComb sideline, tries to run through a defender. Now he'll be brought down right around the 30 yard line. That's where we'll see the McComb offense get back onto the field to continue action here in the third quarter. 445 left to go in this quarter. 37-14 the score. Liberty Benton the lead. McComb now back in possession of the football. I mean, what's really impressed me tonight is the speed of Liberty Benton and the open field tackles. I mean, a lot of times I've seen McComb, and they make teams look slow. They really do. Like, you know, they got so much speed in the halfbacks, things like that. I mean, Liberty has not looked slow, not one bit. They just have athletes all over the field, and they're doing a great job of tackling the open field as well. First and 10 for McComb as we'll do a little screen pass on the far side. Not much doing as they did get in the catch, but don't think they got any positive yards out of that. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage, if anything. Yeah, it was. Whitmire, he, he got a little screen on the outside. I think they had two blockers out in front, but they both both missed the corner that was still standing out in the flats and just made a nice open field tackle. But now there's flags flying. So wait to see what exactly the penalty will be called. So we'll go against Liberty Benton. Was that unsport? That was a weird call. Unsportsmanlike? It could have touched both shoulders. I don't. I assumed it was unsportsmanlike. Is my guess. So it, but I usually they hold both arms out. So it's a weird call. Let's go to our sideline reporter. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah, we don't know. Regardless, it was 15 yards for McComb. First and 10 for McComb. Now after that as they'll hand it off up the middle. Get out to, looks like about the 50, picking up five yards. Is that Allhauser back at, in the running back position? I would assume. Believe just, so. just a run up the middle for five or six yards. That was good pickup. Good first down pickup here from McComb. They got to they gotta pick up the pace and make sure they keep the tempo up. Second down and four now for McComb. Wittenmeyer, he'll look to throw. That's going to be caught on the near side by Grady Schrader, getting into Liberty Benton's side of the field as he gets out to about the 47. Great open field tackle again by Liberty Benton. They go, they, they swarm to that football. It looks like he's got a chance to have a crease, but they, they, they close it down real quick. So it's a third and short. It looks like McCombs bringing in some, the, you know, the heavy unit here, going probably under center with the T formation. Our full wishbone, however you like it. Third down and two, as we will see Woodruff go under center, but the ball is fumbled. I think he got right back on top of it, and they'll keep possession, but even so, that's going to bring up a fourth down now with 3.15 left to go in the third quarter. I mean, that's, the, that's the thing is you don't see from McComb. You've seen a couple of mishaps that way. I know it isn't that easy when you're switching quarterbacks, you're taking different snaps, you got to get accustomed to people. I don't think the center usually changes, but just a different quarterback, it's harder to get those snaps. They hand the ball off to Meals. He tries to run through a defender, but he's brought down, looks like just before the marker, and that appears to be the case. If so, that's a big stop for the Liberty Mountain defense. It looks like the guy on the far side wants to give him the mark, and the guy on the near side does not want to. 
Oh, they're giving it to him right on the line. So they will say just enough for a McComb first down, and that's uh, that's one of those situations you do, in fact, uh, give the ball to the little bit bigger Brad Meals and just have him lower his shoulder. Yeah, he did a good job of just getting just enough. Guys got a good spot. First and 10 for McComb from the Liberty Benton 45. They handed off Aldhauser left side. He's able to get a chunk of yards. Looks like he picks up three that time as we're down to 240 left to go third quarter. 37-14 to score. Liberty Benton leading McComb and McComb with the ball. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, McComb's got to have that urgency going here. They're still huddling, still doing those things. You know, taking their time, really eating that play clock up. I'm surprised that I know how quickly Algie can call plays if he wants to, but they haven't gone to a little bit of a no-huddle situation. <sighs> Second down and seven now for McComb. Whitmire looking to throw, looking for it. Oh, that's going to be incomplete. Closest player to that one was a Liberty Benton DB as it falls incomplete, brings up a third and long. Yeah, Whitmire had a, had a little zip on that. I hadn't seen him throw a ball with that much velocity tonight. Really threw it right down the seam there. I thought the, the closest guy was the Liberty Benton DB, though, the safety. Liberty Benton, they keep those safeties deep. It's really hard to get behind them. I mean, the way the way to, to, to beat Liberty Benton is up front and making those front you know, six or seven make tackles. It's not really pushing the ball down the field. Um, but, I mean, McCombs kind of desperate in this situation. Third down and seven from the 42-yard line of Liberty Benton for McComb. Whitmire will drop back. He'll look to throw. Has some time. Looks far side. That's going to fall incomplete as he was looking on that far side of the field. I think for Brad Meals as it falls incomplete. Brings up another fourth down. Yeah, it's a tough situation for McComb. It feels like eight yards is a daunting task for them. Unless it's all how they're running um, you know, up the middle. But I think they have to go for this, right, Lance? I think so. Also, uh, we are getting a uh, a little bit of rain starting to come down here at, uh, at Liberty Benton, so that can impact things as well. Fourth and seven for McComb, 2.04 to go, third quarter. Three receivers right side. Wittenmeyer looking back, looking for the screen, has it to Oldhauser. He'll get a first down and some more as he tries to get away from some defenders. He'll finally be brought down at about the 25-yard line. Plenty for the McComb first down. Yeah, great play design by Coach Algie a good execution up front by McComb. They actually leaked out the lineman out there, and he actually got the block out on the outside to let Alzheimer get upfield. So they were saving that. They did that. We came back to that bunch formation we saw a lot in the first half, and we hadn't seen it much second half, but good play call. First and set from the 26 for McComb. The quarterback keeper for Wittenmeyer. He'll get out to, looks like, about the 23, pick up three yards. Yeah, same quarterback counter. They're faking that, and they're running back to the weak side, so good job up front. But I mean, that's three or four yards. That's what McComb will take. It almost feels like they gotta try to make sure they try to score before this quarter break, and I don't really have a good reason why. It just feels like they need to score before the break um, just to keep this game close. Be second down and six from the 22 for McComb in Liberty Benton territory. 110 left to go, third quarter, 37-14 your score. Liberty Benton with the lead. They hand it off Aldhauser, left side. He'll get a first down and a little more. Looks like he'll get out to about the 14. Yeah, great run. Great run from, from McComb. Just it's just, just a ISO or a halfback lead there to Aldhauser. They got a, a tight end in the H back there. Just power football from the shotgun. So um, just keep giving it. They're down to the 14 here with 
they're under a minute here in the third quarter. Like I said, if I was McComb, I'd really want to try to get this this uh, this end to get it back to a two possession game here before the fourth quarter started. First and ten from the 14 for McComb. They sent Althauser in motion to the right side. It'll be a wildcat formation. Beals will keep it. He won't get much of anything out of that one as he's only going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Meals, I mean, every time he's run the ball tonight, he's really just put his shoulder down and trying to run somebody over. I'd like to see him, you know, put his, you know, his foot in the dirt and or the turf in this situation and, and make someone miss. Um, but he's really just trying to play some, some volleyball, and Liberty Benton has the bullies tonight. They're not they're not being pushed around, and they're, they're the ones that are aggressive tonight. As it'll still be Meals in there at the Wildcat. He does hand it off this time to Althauser. He's able to get some of those yards back, and that'll end up doing it for the third quarter. 37-14, here's score. Liberty Men, the lead over McComb, but McComb is driving and are in the red zone. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. Come back at your force up. We'll start the fourth quarter of action here from Liberty Men. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic at 96.7 WBBI. Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tippin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. Back we are to start this fourth quarter of action. Third and eight for McComb. Another Wildcat formation play for Brad Meals. He'll get some positive yardage out of that one as he gets out to, looks like about the six-yard line. Still a little short, and it'll bring up another fourth down here for McComb. They're pretty deep now in Liberty Mountain territory. Out to the six-yard line. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you. Classic gets 96.7 WBVI online, WBVI.com. And, I mean, Jimmy seems like it's been fourth down after fourth down for McComb this drive. Yeah, it was a nice play call. We hadn't seen that. They faked Allhauser on the sweep, and they kept it up the middle with Meals. So a little creativity, but now they're back to the the T formation, double tights. They can get a first down, even though they're down to the six. It's an unusual situation since they're inside the, or almost to the five-yard line. Coach Algie will have to burn the timeout here with 11-18 left to go in this one. It's fourth and two at the six-yard line for McComb. And, I mean, you don't want to say it's, exactly do or die but if McComb doesn't get a first down makes it that much harder for them to really have any chance of clawing back into it yeah this feels pretty do, do or die for sure Lance you nailed it right on the head there you, they have to they have to get a first down or a touchdown you know regardless on this series I know because they can get a first down here with two or three yards but I mean coach Algie see if he can dial something up 
kind of like Garlock's been doing on these timeouts of dialing up a big play, see if they can find a mismatch that they need. Maybe it's a play action. Maybe it's a pop pass. Maybe something like that or leaking someone out in the flats, you know. Or maybe a toss. We haven't seen a toss, something to the outside. But with Liberty Benton's speed and the way they've tackled in the open field, I wouldn't anticipate something like that. I would maybe take a play action pass, if, if not just a oh, old Allhauser run with uh, somebody leading them. I, I probably wouldn't criticize McComb for doing that either. Fourth and two for McComb. To go back to the T form with Woodruff under center. He'll hand it. That'll be to Althauser on the right side. See if he has enough. Looks like he does have enough for the first down and would also make it first and goal. Looks like he did get to about the two. Yeah, but it was just an ISO at both backs leading the way there for Althauser. I would assume Algie said, run it again, run it again. Be what I would think here with um, they didn't huddle and they're back on the line right away. First and goal from the two for McComb. T form look and getting into the end zone. For the McComb touchdown will be Aldhauser with now 10.57 left to go here in this one. Yeah, a lot of times some of the coaches will have a have a play call for that. I don't really want to tell you what, you know, the ones I've heard of, Lance, but sometimes they'll uh, they'll have a little um, signal of that, that, like they got money play, so the, the team knows just to keep running that same play if you, if you see what you like. But great job up front by McComb there. To, they're going for two here. Yes, they are. They know they're going to have to get some if they want a chance at clawing back into this one, and they do get the two-point conversion, so that'll make it 37-22 to 22 now with 10.57 left to go here in this one. And now it's 15, so I was, I was a nerve-wracking one. If they don't get that, then it's a three-score game. And that's why I would have, I mean, I probably would have kicked that in this situation, but hey, um, you know, if you get a little bit closer, 15 is better than 16, that's for sure, and they're now they look now Liberty Benton's really got to get their hands team on on there so their coaching staff doesn't come through the floor and, and land on top of us uh, to make sure they can get on this because uh, I'm sure McCombs they got a nice little huddle here they're they're gonna try to figure something out so they can keep the ball away from Liberty Benton again 10:57 left to go here in this one 37-22 is currently your score Liberty Benton the lead over McComb but McComb able to get into the end zone thanks to another touchdown from Braxton Althauser, so we'll see what McComb dials up here as we have seen them kick an onside already once in this second half of action. Yeah, last time they kicked an onside, I was looking for the ball to go deep, and then you were calling it. That's why you. That's why you're the main man that makes the big bucks. I was. I was looking for the ball, and it was all of a sudden down. McComb had it, so that's why you were all over it. I really was looking into the sky this time. I'm watching the ball very closely this time on this kickoff, Lance. So we get set for another Harold Florian if you don't own kick. Will be a shorter kick is returnable for Liberty Benton back at about their 20-yard line. And getting into the open field briefly and still up and moving and all the way down to about the 39-yard line. Good run back that time for Liberty Benton now with 10.48 left to go. I bet if Coach Algie would take it back and just kick it onside, considering they kicked off at the 40, and then Liberty Benton has the ball at that exact 40-yard line that they kicked off on. From. They would have kicked it further doing it onside of 10 yards, so not ideal for McComb. So we'll see the Liberty Benton offense get back on to the field. First and 10 for Liberty Benton as they will start in McComb territory after the long run back at the 40-yard line. See Mason Mod in the shotgun. 
will hand it off. Zach Elkert with it. He's going to get leveled after picking up a couple of yards as he gets out to the 38. Yeah, high and low. I don't know if that was the polling guy or, or Elkert running it, but somebody got cracked good there. Um, good hitting by McComb. Good job up front here. I mean, if they get a stop, like I said, it's 15 points. They really claw back into this game and make it. I mean, if you're just joining in, you're like, oh, there's only two touchdown game, but it's really been all Liberty Benton um, tonight. They're just in a dominant performance, but Mahomes just kind of hanging around here in the second half. Second down in 8-4. Liberty Benton ball on the Macomb 38-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left. They send him in a motion to the left. I'm going to drop back, looking to throw, looking across the middle, and who else but Seth Elkert with the ground across the middle, getting into the red zone once again. Yeah, Coach Garlock, he's not satisfied. You know Coach Algie's going to coach all the way till the end, so, I mean, you got to keep scoring because McCombs going to keep battling the whole time. I I was somehow watching the slot receiver there, uh, watching Elkert. He took off running real fast. I mean, he's hard to stop on a, on a post there with his size and just a great ball by Maude there. Just a deep post is hard to defend at this level with some of these DBs, you know, coming in at, you know, 5'8", 5'10", and um, Elker being 6'3". First and 10 from the 18 now for Liberty Benson to be quarterback keeper for Mod by design. He's able to spin his way forward, gets out to about the 14, picking up about four. A good hard run by Mod as, as usual. He just he fights and fights and fights. He gets three or four yards. Great first down play from Liberty Benton. So get out in six coming up for Liberty Benton. Nine, ten left to go here. 37-22 currently your score. Liberty Benton the lead on McComb and are in the red zone once again looking to add on here to their lead. So receivers out to each side. Mod in the gun. A couple going guys will go over to the left in motion. They hand it to Zach Elkert. The sophomore going to stumble himself forward, get First down and a little more as he gets out to the six-yard line. Yeah, good little little motion there from Liberty Ben. They had everybody that tied into the right side and just, you know, just moved everybody to the left side and ran it right right where they you thought they were going to run it. But I mean, their 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 bigs are bigger than McCombs' bigs right now, doing a good job blocking up front. When you got Elkert running behind you, it makes it look easy as well. The first and goal from the six now for Liberty Benton. Eight thirty left to go here in this one. See a receiver out to each side. Mod in the gun. He'll end up faking it, taking it himself, and he'll get into the end zone for the Liberty Benton touchdown with 8.19 left to go. Yeah, Mod does a nice job of really putting that ball in the halfback's belly, and he holds it, and it really looks like he gives it from up here. I know we're, we're kind of up high in this um, nice press box of Liberty Benton, but I really thought he gave it, and he pulls it right out, and no one's out there and just runs it in for a touchdown. It's getting set for another PAT for the Eagles. Kick is up, and it is good. That'll make it 44 to 22 now with 8.19 left to go here in the fourth quarter of action. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nixon with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And a handful of games are now already going final. I say already because it's just a little after 9, so not... Too early, but not too late so far on the night. In the uh, BVC, Lucas leading and beating Arlington. Final score there is 30 to nothing. Andorra Gaboa, a 48 to 6 win over Elmwood. 
Riverdale leading Arcadia 28-7 currently. Van Buren up on Cardinal Stretch 42-18 at the halfway point there. In the NBC, Faustoria leading Rossford by a score of 30-10. Finley up big still 48-0 on Northview. In the Northern 10, Carey leads Seneca East 55-6 over there. In the Sandusky Bay Conference, Columbia currently trailing Perkins 34-21. And the Calvert-Hopewell game has gone final. Hopewell-Loudon will finish 10-0 on the regular season. They knock off Calvert 19-7. Set for the Herald. For Anna Funeral, home kick will be returnable for McComb back at about the four yard line. So get into some open field and then trying to dive themselves forward for another yard or two. Woodruff on the return that time for McComb. 8 12 left to go. 44 22 currently your score as McComb trying to find a way to get themselves completely back into this one. Yeah, it's, it's a tall task. That felt like that was pretty much uh, icing on the cake there. It's, it's all ready to go. That's a, a BBC championship for Liberty Benton yet again. But, I mean, McComb did fight in the second half. They still are fighting. But like I said, you look, and I, I was talking to you in the break, it's still two touchdowns, two touchdowns in the second half. Feels like McComb's done such a good job, but Liberty has come answered every punch with a, with another punch here. To, to They both have two touchdowns in the second half, so they really haven't really gained any ground in the second half. It just kind of feels like they have. So they hand it to Aldhauser to start off this drive. He's able to get himself going, pick up about four. Yeah. Like I said, cre credit to McComb. They're, they're still battling. They're still fighting. You know, But, uh, man, Liberty was the better team tonight. and uh, Impressive. Second down and five for McComb as they'll go T-form once again. They hand it right side. Aldhauser, he'll break away from a couple defenders. Now he'll be brought down as he gets out to the 39, picking up 12 plenty for another McComb first down. Yeah. Oddly, McCombs in the in the T, double tights, running it. But, I mean, when you're hitting the ball to Allhauser, I mean, it's, he's got big play opportunity every time. So you can't really say um, it's a bad philosophy as well. But they're really just running the ball right at Liberty Benton here. First and 10 for McComb. They hand it off once again. They get out to, looks like, about the 44-yard line, picking up five that time. Allhauser just an impressive running back at 5'9". He can really move a pile and uh, put his shoulder down with that much speed and power. He's just an impressive running back um, from McComb tonight. He's been the one bright spot, really, offensively for them. Um, has been Allhauser, but not enough tonight. It's not appearing. Second down and five for McComb from their own 44. He handed off Oldhauser once again. This time, Liberty Benton able to close in on him. If anything, picked up a yard. Look, they were trying to fake that same ISO. They've been running with double, trying to counter back to the left side, but Liberty Benton with too much penetration up front to closing it down. Brings up a third and four now for McComb as they have it on their own 45-yard line. 6:20 left to go in this one. 44-22 your score. Liberty Benton leading McComb, McComb with the ball. Go under center for the T-form. Once again, they handed Aldhauser left side this time. He's able to get right around the first down marker with forward progress. We'll see if he's able to get it. I think he's just short. It looks like they're going to call him a yard short. It's going to bring up a fourth down here, but 
Obviously, we know McClellan's going for this, but the clock is just ticking away here under six minutes. Just not much urgency from McClellan either. It just feels like they're content to run this ball and do what they can here, trailing by 22 points. Will be fourth and one for McComb from their own 48-yard line. They'll go under center with the T form once again. They hand it on Hauser. He'll go forward, get a couple yards, plenty for another McComb first down as they'll get into Liberty Benton territory now with 5.32 remaining. Yeah, good, good pickup by McComb. Move the chains here just to keep keep battling, keep fighting. And like I said, this is one of those things they're just trying to get something positive moving into the next game. You know, it's the, it's, the, it's a whole new season next week coming in the playoffs, so they're just trying to, you know, build with, get a little momentum. This will be blown dead for a false start against McComb, however. And that's one thing, it hasn't been the cleanest game from either team, but I'd say it's still a fairly clean game. There's only been a handful of penalties on both sides. Yeah, and the penalties we've had have been the late ones. Then, like, the play's almost over. It has not had any bearing on it, and it's been like a face mask or unsportsman. Like, something just kept it going. So it wasn't like a drive killers. They were more drive supporters, as, as, as weird as that sounds. I guess I don't know what I'm saying, but they helped on the offense. They didn't really hold them back. You know what I meant, right, Lance? Come on. Sure. I'll <laughs> say I know what you meant so we can get back to the action as it's first and 15. <laughs> Following the fall start, Allenhauser gets most of the yards back as he picks up about three. Yeah, you've got me by now, Lance. It's week 10. Come on. We're on the same page. Um, really really turned into a, a pretty good second half, though, Lance. I mean, first half was all Liberty Benton. They've they really just been impressive. I just I can't compliment them enough tonight. They just were really – they seem like the, the bigger, the stronger, the faster team. And I mean, they really took care of business. Brings up second down and 14. 4.15 left to go in this one. 44-22 is your score. As it'll be Meals in their Wildcat formation this time. He's able to get back to the original line of scrimmage that time. It still brings up a third down. Yeah, they fake it to the halfback and pull that counter. That's that's one of their, their better plays they've ran. That time Meals did make someone miss, put his foot in the turf, and you know got an extra five yards after contact. So... That's why I, I just know I've seen Meals run the ball hard and make people miss and doing it out. And that, that time he did it. He hasn't touched the ball um, very many times tonight, but um, that was a good run. Be third and 10 for McComb from the 49-yard line, just barely in Liberty Benton territory. Widmeyer back in there. He'll look to throw. He's looking across the middle. That's going to be hauled in on the far side of the field by Chase Woodruff for a big first down for McComb. Yeah, good pitch and catch. Just when you think McClellan's run, 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 they, they throw one right down the seam. Um, you can beat that cover, too, if you can get back out to the outside down that seam. Don't let that corner push you too, too far inside so that safety can get you. And good throw and catch. First and 10 for McComb as they get into the red zone to the Liberty Benton 20-yard line. 313 remaining. 44-22 the score. Liberty on the lead on McComb. They hand it to Aldhauser, left side. He's able to go forward, get about three. It almost feels like McCombs winning the game by 20 with their urgency on this series. They're almost, you know, they're like, they're just content and running this clock out here. They're, they're fine, you know. I don't know if anyone's going to get the ball again. They're going to run this whole clock out in this series. Whitmire in the gun this time. He'll fake the give. He'll look to throw. He was looking for a screen. I think that might have been intercepted. 
And it appears, yes, it was, as that will be intercepted. Wittenmeyer's just third interception on the year. Liberty Benton now will take over and presumably look to run off the rest of the clock. Yeah, they tried a little play action, tried to roll to, to the right. Wittenmeyer didn't have anybody open, and he just throws it up over the middle, and you can't do that. That's a big no-no, and I didn't even see a McClellan receiver in the area. Um, but great diving catch by the Liberty Benton player, which is... I'm not sure who it was. Their numbers are next to impossible to read from the press box. But I think Liberty still has to run some plays here with 241. I don't think they're in victory formation yet. Right, Lance? Not you, just yet. You want to do the math for me or not? I already, I already subtracted. I, can, I know, that, I know that much it's not victory formation just okay. yet. Okay. I know that much. Okay. I did my 30 minus 14, and that was all I could handle. <laughs> So you could do some math, yes, some. but not all the math. And you're a special ed teacher. You have to be able to do math. Yes. You have to be able to do a little everything. But now I'm down in the grade school, four, five, six, so we do do some adding and subtracting, so I'm, I'm getting better and better yeah. every day. You said do-do. <laughs> and, and you can't even use a calculator. No calculator. No calculator. No calculator, Lance. I have I'm a calculator. You, you know... We have a quick side. There's a timeout, so it's 2.41 left to go. I've been waiting for it aside you're, for the last four minutes. You're, 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 not, you're so miss, serious you're not, this whole time. You're not, you're not missing anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that much younger than you, but when I was in school, I remember teachers very specifically saying, you're not going to have a calculator everywhere you go. I have a calculator on my phone all the time. So who was right? You're right. But, I mean, they're fourth graders. You can't just give them, what, four times six is. They got to know. They gotta know how to carry numbers. They gotta know how to do subtraction. They gotta know how to do that stuff mentally. Okay, I think <laughs> the answer is 24 to that. Oh, well, hey, I'm not the state of Ohio. Hey, I'm <laughs> fine with giving them a calculator. Trust me. Don't you worry. When they hit seventh grade, they all get the calculator in their hands. That so. is that is one thing I will say is it was a pickup of two that time for Liberty Benton as we're doing a math lesson for <laughs> for whatever the reason here in week ten of high school football. It, my multiplication tables through the twelve through the twelve times twelve, I got it more or less. I'm not Do gonna you? say I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm still perfect, but that was one thing I was good at back in my time. The twelves, I'm not great at all the twelves, but I feel like I can get the rest of them. So it'll be another handoff that time for Liberty Benton. They'll pick up only a yard or so. Bring up third and about eight still, with now 145 left to go. I can tell you my wife is on your side, man. She thinks knowing your multiplication facts is not that important. And she has a master's degree, so she she didn't need to know her multiplication facts to do that as well. But I, I'm i fine with it, but don't tell Mrs. Crawford or Arlington. She wants them to know their facts every day, and she pounds it into their heads, and she's not taking no for an answer. So that's the thing. I'm not the best with numbers. My dad is more on numbers than me. I, but when I have them in the sports terms, usually I'm – Usually I'm better than not, but that is a big run for Liberty Benton as they're going to get into Macomb territory, and I believe that's Mott on a keeper, and yes, it was, and that will officially put this one on ice with 109 left to go. I'm waiting for a JV team to get in there, but apparently both teams had enough JV action. They're not looking to get any subs in. But yeah, that's how I learned my sevens, Lance. I watched football. I knew 7, 14, 21, 28. That's how I learned my seven times. Man, I can't, we can't get away from math, can we? <laughs> well, we're almost at victory formation. There's only 50 seconds left. I, I was going to say, I think now it's victory formation, now that Liberty Benton, I uh, believe, gave a 
Coach Garl, I don't know if they gave him a full Gatorade bath, but they are certainly uh, swarming him on the sidelines. Not the night to get a Gatorade or water bath, I can tell you that. It's too cold out there. As they definitely did give him a full uh, Gatorade bath, as we did see Mason Ma drop down to a knee. That should just about do it. If anything, they have to run one more play, but looks like teams are already going towards midfield, so that will, in fact, do it a 44-22 win tonight. Liberty Benson, your outright winners of the BBC. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in the BBC would like to say, oh, this would be the last time Liberty Ben ever wins the BBC in the football, but not so fast. They're they in it again next yeah, I was year. Say, yeah. Still got at least next year. Yeah, at least next year. Um, so, I mean, I mean, McCombs have been putting up a big fight. Like I said, I, I was listening to you interview with coach Algie earlier today and he's saying this has been, would have been a, the third time they had won it in a row like I said no one cares if you share the BBC or whoever you just put up BBC champs you don't put the co or whatever if you split it three ways I mean I'm mean, some disappointed Pandora fans out there and Macomb fans tonight where they had a chance to, to have a three-way tie in the BBC but you know the BBC it's been a bit in shambles with with teams coming and going and so I mean maybe they'll get back to some normalcy here after next year when they get some some regular teams and regular opponents but you know credit to liberty benton i mean they were just impressive um all of the kids just taking a dive i mean special teams they you know like they had a kick return all the way down to the it was a punt return all the way down to the 10 yeah so i mean they, they were dominant on offense and defense they really punched mccomb in the mouth and never really responded um they, they had it from the word go i mean we thought this was going to be the game of the year um, and they really just came out and put it right to Macomb, which was surprising to me. Um, and I think, well, it was. It was certainly surprising. Again, final score, 44-22. Liberty Benton getting the win tonight over Macomb. They are, in fact, your winners of the BBC this season. And, yeah, I I mean, if you had asked me before the game directly, I would have told you I think Liberty Benton's going to win. I wouldn't have thought it would be this decisive of a victory as it ended up being. I'll say, now, Lance, I think you're being a touch monster. Weren't you just telling me you were like 14-1 on your picks? So you know you got all your picks right. Okay, so don't act like most you don't of, know. Most of them right. I, I am definitely not the expert of experts. I just I just do watch football at least once a week at the high school. <laughs> I mean, credit to your 96 you guys just You guys cover a big area. You guys know the football really well, way better than me. Um, you know, I'm a BBC specialist. I know the, the league pretty well. But you guys really branch out and know you know a lot about all the conferences. But uh, yeah, I mean, just you know, you're really you're disappointed as McComb, but really you just gotta you gotta shake this off. You know, you gotta focus on your D7 opponents. This is a D5 opponent. You're not gonna see Liberty Benton again. This is a team that's capable of making a long playoff run. Um, from the teams I've seen in the area, I mean, they stack up against anyone. Say, you, 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 you've seen a lot of the yeah. teams in the in D7. Uh, Region 26. That's what I'm saying. If, if I size them up to Calvert or Hopewell, I'd, I think they got a good chance against them. So, I mean, to me, I know as weird as that sounds, I know Coach Al is going to lose sleep over this game, but it's like, who cares? You know, the old school bury the, the DVD or, or bury the cassette for our fans that don't even know what those are anymore. Um, but, I mean, you just shake this off. I mean, as weird as that sounds, you're on to it. You're, you're done with it. You're, you're, you're moving on to, to playoffs and a new season and uh, probably a home game for McComb. So, I mean, I mean, that, that's, that's the mentality you got to have. And I know that's going to be hard for you know, Coach Algie and his staff. But, I mean, it's the truth. You know, you're, you're facing a Liberty Benton opponent that's, you know, that's three or four times your enrollment and a D5 football team that's, that came out and, and played well. A well-coached team and was athletes all over the field. And 
they they weren't they weren't as good as them tonight, and I don't know if they would be tomorrow either. So that'll just about do it here for us. Of course, before we go, we do have to award our player of the game. Jimmy, we have not talked about that at all. Um, but we do have to award our player of the game. Uh, Mason Mod cannot win it. Zach Elker cannot win it. I I have a nomination if you uh, are so inclined. I'm listening. My, my I was going to say, it doesn't matter. You're going to tell me who I cannot select because you don't let me select any of the players I want to select. Go ahead. My nomination is uh, Seth Elkert. Okay. That sounds great to me. I mean, Mod was the MVP tonight. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but my eyes tell me it was Mod because he was awesome tonight throwing and um, just controlling the offense and, you know, making the correct decisions. But I understand the situation. Elkert, he ran the ball hard. He's a two-way player that's just a stud out there. So it's not really um, – well, she can give it to Garlock, the coach. Does he need more frickers? I don't know. But, um, yeah, that would be – Well, it's the player taking... of the game, oh. not the coach of the game. Okay, well, because he did a great job tonight. I mean, the game plan for them – and they, I mean, they had people running wide open. They did a great job of that jump pass down there. They called the timeout, and they got Elker open in the middle. I mean, just the, sch the schemes of some of those plays they did, I mean – like I said, I just want to make sure Garlock's getting the credit he deserves as well. I know the players on the field did, did the work and did the nitty-gritty and controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides, but they really had some plays that were just uncharacteristic. Wide I mean, open. Wide open. Yeah. It was, like, glaringly wide open. So they, they found it. They put in the work, obviously, this week, um, you know, and found some things that they could exploit on that Macomb defense and um, did a great job of it. But I guess we'll settle with Elker for you. It's not for me. It's not my decision. <laughs> Whose decision is it? It is your decision. Well, we should have picked out alignment. It's, 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 uh, I don't have a good answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> just about to it for us here tonight. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Of course, big thanks to Bart Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios. Doing, of course, the Lord's work. And stay tuned in here in just a few minutes. We'll have the NWO Orthopedics scoreboard show from the Frickers Studios. Bart Wilson, Trayvon Hastings will recap all the action. And I'm sure they will be just as stunned as we have been with what we had, at the very least, for our game here tonight. For my broadcast partner, Jimmy Nicholson, this is Lance Morris signing off from Liberty Benson one final time. 44-22, Liberty Benson getting the win over Macomb. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Is it? Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And it's been brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Ironworkers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit. MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.